Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This week's Sunday session is brought to you by homebrewing source of awesomeness online. More beer at morebeer.com. Great beer is about drinkability. Doesn't matter the style. You guys are like walking beer Wikipedia. That's the first time that you've ever accepted me as a person. Or you have a fermentation in your gut. I'm jet propelled at all times. How many guys do you think that you have the privilege to slap? Somebody who's never tasted a commercial example, and this is how you know everything about this beer? Please, you don't. I think that's bullshit. (laughs) I think it's bullshit, too. Wow. Are you guys in an arm wrestle? No. No. We're going to teabag fight. You heard of Junkyard Wars? Can I get another high? <laughs> now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. All right. Good afternoon, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us here and uh, coming on into the Hop Grenade for a live session. It's our only our third show or something. Ever. I think you're right. From the, from the Hop Grenade, that I is. I think that's correct. And it is officially, It's we keep adding things to Mondays. Uh, last week, for example, was Metal Monday. <laughs> and we continued the Metal Monday tradition here today. But it's also Mead Monday. So it's Metal and Mead, mead. Monday. Uh, two think, things you'd never think would go together. I think they actually kind of go together. They do? I think so. Why? Well, metal is, uh, you know, I don't know, Nordic and, I see. you know. <laughs> In nature. Yeah, it's like, you know, sacrificing goats, drinking a lot of blood, and then, yeah. you know, drinking mead out of the skulls of your enemies. And then, I, that makes sense to me. Oh, thank you. So mead is yeah. now the new beverage of metal. Right. And we're well, doing it was the today. beverage of, like, the Middle Ages, right? Isn't what the most of the time they drank mead or something? I think so, Yeah. yeah. 
And uh, it will get you crunk, I'll tell you that right now. And yeah. we've got meat available right here at the Hop Grenade. Not that you should consume it for that purpose. But I'm just saying that you should be aware of the higher alcohol content of the beverage. We have some great mead uh, available tonight. I think we'll bring some into the studio uh, from mm. our good friends over at Moonlight Meadery. Ah, good guy. Yeah, Michael Fairbrother. Uh, we bought some of their mead to serve here at the Grenade. So if you want, if you've never had it before, I recommend trying it. Uh, a lot of people come in and ask us for wine, right? Huh. But we don't do wine. It's not our thing. Hmm. And um, we haven't had mead in yet. Now at least we can answer, well, we don't have wine, but we think you should try this. We, well, we don't have grape wine, but we, we have, have honey wine. Honey wine. And yeah. barley wine, for that matter. And we do have barley wine. Did I tell you that happened once uh, already here? Uh, <laughs> no, really? Yeah, a couple came in, and um, the girl... You know, ordered a barley wine. I think I knew her or something, or mm. I have met her before, and I was talking to her, and she had a glass of it, and she goes, you know, by by the way, uh, this this is wrong, and she's holding the glass out to me, and I said, oh, did did we give you the wrong beer? And she's like, no, I didn't, I didn't order the beer, I ordered I ordered wine, <laughs> and I was like, well, it's definitely wrong then because we don't sell any wine, and she's like, but it says wine, and I went, oh. E- Got it. You ordered the barley wine, <laughs> and she thought it was wine. Uh, so did the grape wine. It's That's unfortunate. They don't have any grape wine. Was there a yeah. space between the word barley and wine? Because uh, then that might, that might be a little confusing, but if it's spread together, so. then I think uh, it was together. I think we had one on tap, and I think it was together. Mm. It was barley wine. Oh. Uh, I found it interesting. So what'd you do? Kick her out? Yeah. Oh, good. I was like, you're an idiot. You should, <laughs> you should leave. Yeah. She's How dare somebody, you learn new things? She's definitely someone I could take advantage of. <laughs> Yeah, you have to know all 81 beer styles to, uh, to come really in This is really a safe place, is it? You don't educate here. <laughs> Why would you want to? Well, you have to have at least come up to the bar level to even start. No, we do want to educate. It's just, it's just my attitude that's bad. When we hired everybody, I said, yeah. I said, listen, we're not a beer snob bar. You need to be a uh, Kim Shimke's in the studio, by the way. Um, I said, you know, you need to be able to educate people. And so I made it a standard, but... There's a whole lot of uh, do as I say, not as I do in I this see. in this uh, establishment. Weird. Yeah. I've never heard of this before. <laughs> Kevin figured it out really quick. He's like, um, we definitely have to give a disclaimer to everybody to not do as you do and instead do the things that you say. Because I say a lot of nice things. And, and well. <laughs> I say a lot of good things. I have a lot of good standards. Mm-hmm. Um, well. But then I'm kind of a slob and a drunk, so... <laughs> It's me roaming around like that. It's true. At least you're not a drunk slob. Yeah. You're both of those things separately. Se- that's true. Yeah. When you're drunk, you're super neat. And clean. Yeah. <laughs> you shower, you, cl- you clip your nails. It's really nice. Yeah. When I'm sober is when I'm a mess. It's absolutely true. <laughs> Alcohol induces hygiene. Yeah. It's like uh, in, Popeye in with spit. for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sometimes we have to get him drunk. Maybe once a month. <laughs> Just to get me to shower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To get me if to you con- got shit to do, oh, I really don't feel like consuming a beverage right now. I'm totally fine in my personal space right now. <laughs> well, yeah, when I'm sober, um, you know, I've just, yeah, I can't be bothered. I've got other things to do. Who's got time to shower? Not me. Who's got time for hygiene? Uh, not, not this guy. Uh, so it's not, I, I slow down when I drink, and then I'm like, oh, you know what would be nice this month? is a shower. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how that goes. Has uh, Kate lost her sense of smell yet? I think so. She okay. must have because yeah. it's been years and she's still around. Yeah. So maybe she's lost and doesn't know where to go. Could be. She just can't like lo- out. like lost in the world. Yeah, or like 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 on a map. Like she doesn't know where she would <laughs> go to get out of. I mean, where would of she move anywhere. to? Right. She's just stuck. She's like I don't know where to go. And then I reinforce that by telling her, 
Nobody wants you. Yeah, the, You're stuck. The world is actually only about 200 <laughs> you know, miles uh, wide. Yeah. So it's, You're not going to go anywhere. I can't get to you. It's from Martinez to Concord. That is the world. This is well, the world uh, that you have available to you. That's as far as her passport will get her. <laughs> right. That's right. Yeah, she's not too bright, that one. She no. listens to everything. It's kind of like Caleb and Amber's relationship. You know what I mean? Caleb is very dominating, and Amber's just like, oh, okay, well, well, I'll do whatever. And then Who are these people? She's going to go home. Don't 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 be dumb, dude. Come on, seriously. What are we talking about? Is this a Jersey Shore reference? It's, it's Big Brother, dude. You don't. Oh, the other Jersey Shore. Right. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't know. You and I stay up late at night chatting in the in the in the live feed. Uh, I've never room, so. once seen a Big Brother before. That's not true. So Is it Big Brother? When I start talking about stupid stuff, you turn my microphone off. But JP's allowed to do it as much as he wants. Good question. JP's a man. That's uh, rude. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's right. just it, give yeah. him more rope. I think he just cuts you off for your own good. All right, I'm saving you from yourself. It's called showing yeah. them up. That's a good they point. They can't handle that. That's true. Right? I love her. What do you mean by they? <laughs> yeah, that's oh, racist. Let's not go there. White, we, we, white yes, male. I mean you too, Scott. We met you, you people, actually. Yeah, we meet everybody. These guys. Great. It's just Evo and I that are superior. That's what we're talking about. Clearly. I find that sexist. I'm not going to talk about this. We're playing up Sexy. to the... There's a whole... There are, there are large uh, <laughs> forum threads about us being sexist and... Uh, occasionally racist. Sexy? What's wrong with being sexy? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not buying any I will any say of I have worked with these gentlemen for about a month now, yeah. and they're all great. They're assholes to everybody, so yeah, it's not just right. female. You Thank you, Kim. Yeah, it is everybody. That's a good observation. Yeah. I appreciate you sticking they, up for they us. They don't single anybody <laughs> out. It's not so much sticking up for you as it is legitimizing and like reinforcing why I'm actually here. So right. people don't uh, look down on me being a part of the oh, BS. No, really, I'm just covering my own ass right now. <laughs> See, that's the you. thing. Thinking about it, it's really uh, listeners who, who feel this way that have the double standard. Because, yeah, they're like, they feel sorry for you. Like, it's like, it's why would you work with those guys? God, well, you can't get another job. We feel so sorry for you. It's yeah. like Kate at a wedding. All right. When we go to weddings, <laughs> right? Uh, because I'm not married and there's, uh, who knows if that's ever going to happen and this on this plane of existence and but the guys at weddings come up to me and they're like yeah cool bro you know it's like hi forever yeah like yeah. it's not that i want or encourage that but that's but that's how it goes and but but women to kate she gets oh i'm sorry oh it'll it'll happen one day i'm For sorry you. and they like she gets sympathy and kate's like i have a cat i don't care yeah, yeah. Fine. i mean talk about double standard i'm getting high fives and she's getting sympathy yeah should be the other way. She should be getting sympathy if or, I did. Or, or double sympathy. That is a 180. That is interesting. So that, that's sexism for you, if you ask me. Why can't a woman just... Why, can't, why is it okay for me not to be married, but it's not okay for her not to be because married? Because if women do it to other women, it's not sexist. But if men do it to women, it's sexist. Right. I see. So you should just stop going to weddings. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah. Because the pressure gets turned up every you, time. Yeah. Especially yeah, just your tear own. the invitations up. Or just, I swear that girl's caught more bouquets than, <laughs> than, than, than Willie Mays has caught. The, <laughs> yeah. Well, the ones that are never going to get married. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Taryn and Kate should start a pity club. <laughs> yeah, I Ooh. think you're right. All right, uh, let's get down to it because we got a lot to do today, and I want to make sure we get through it. Like I said, it's Mead Monday, so we're going to be talking about Mead today. We've got uh, our good friend Kurt Stock on the show, yeah. a great home brewer of Mead, who will give us some techniques. He's going to kind of give us the rundown about what Mead is and the different kinds. Uh, in fact, I believe that uh, doesn't Moonlight uh, Meadery brew one of Kurt's uh, recipes? I believe so. Isn't no, Kurt's, no, Kurt's apple pie is not. It's not Kurt no. Stocks. No. Oh, that's too, are we sure? I think we're sure because I, I feel like uh, um, Michael has been saying that a couple times. Okay. It's not Kurt. 
It's not the Kurt. But it might be. Because I only know one Kurt. Usually when we're talking to him, we're hammered on mead. So I can't <laughs> really like, remember a whole yeah. lot. We're like, nah, it's Kurt's doc. It's fine. It's uh, all right. Anyway, so, so we have and Kurt. gets royalties. Moonlight's Kurt is with a K, and uh, Mr. Stock is with a C. Oh, okay. So probably not the same person. Got it. All right. Well, we've got Kurt Stock on, and then we've also got our friend Susan Rude on the show, and uh, she is opening a meadery uh, very soon, actually. So uh, Prairie Rose Meadery will be is her project, and we're going to talk to her about what it's like to open a commercial meadery. And mead's becoming more popular now, just like everything craft right now. So it's kind of interesting to see that segment rise. I think uh, Moonlight's kind of at the top of it right now, selling a lot of mead. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen them at several weddings. You have, yeah. yeah there's lots of meat now, yeah. weddings. <laughs> lots of meat. They're establishing a distribution for it, for sure. I mean, you know, all the places that he's got meat, new meaderies can just, you know, start going into those same distributors. Yes. Yeah. That's, he's breaking the ground. So uh, that's what we'll be doing today. Uh, and then let me get through just a couple of announcements for you. And then we're going to talk to Kim Shimke about the Ales for ALS event. That we are. Uh, that I got to go to also. It was a good time this weekend. Uh, but let me let you know about this. So uh, we've been open now for, uh, I guess, just under a month. And we're ready to have our grand opening. We kind of we waited to not to open the doors with the grand opening so we didn't screw everything up. And now instead we're going to throw a big party. Uh, it's coming up next Sunday, actually. Sunday, August 3rd. Third, it's going to be from uh, two to six right here at the Hop Grenade. We'll be open uh, later than that, but the actual festivities. The mayor of Concord is coming out. Mayor wow. Mayor Grayson, he's going to come out and cut a ribbon for us. He's going to cut big, big scissors and the whole ribbon. I thing. hope so. Um, do I have to provide those no, items? No, the mayor will bring that. Are you sure? Oh, it's got to be the big. Just bring one. He's not cutting shit. <laughs> yeah, you don't get to cut anything. It's got to be a standard issue mayor item. You think scissors. so, right? Like, yeah, yeah they, got, they give you. Well, they got a closet full of those scissors. Wait, and yeah. the big key. And uh, oh, is, wait, wait, are we getting the key to the city no, too, no, Doc? Is it, do I not I, know about this? I think the key to the city is just a latch and an eye hook, like a gate. Because <laughs> concrete, yeah, yeah. There, you can't keep anybody in or out, right. Like, All right? There you go. Well, so check this. I like our mayor; he's a good guy. Um, but it's a, an interesting system here in Concord. Um, you don't get elected mayor. You get right. you get elected to the city council, and then the city council rotates. So if you're on city council, I guess you automatically get to be mayor eventually. Yeah. For like two years, right? Or is it one year? I think it's two. So I'm thinking I should run for city council. That sounds doable. I don't know why not. Yeah, Yeah, because you're not busy enough. (laughs) I don't have to do anything, Um, do I? We wouldn't have the power to be in here in Concord. Well, maybe we would, actually. I mean, I go to a couple ribbon cuttings. No big deal. I want you to sit through one city council meeting. I've I've sat through many, many of them. They're bad, right? Oh, my God. Can you bring beer in? No, you got to show up drunk. I'm out. I think you are the beer, but it, it, it's it's just boring yeah. and it just goes on and on. And uh, Maybe my my town works the same way. It's uh, they rotate it in, okay. kind of thing. Yeah, a lot of places, uh, either the town council runs the city or the mayor runs the city. Oh, okay, it's one or the other. But the, the other the other one is where you got uh, the rotating thing in. Okay, and they have all the crap that goes on in the city. Somebody's got a beef about. Somebody leaving their trash cans out too long. That yeah. goes to the mayor or what? It goes, well, if it pushes, it pushes up so far. Because I have it, some issues. It's got to be in front of the town council. And you got to listen to the guy diatribe about the, the trash can oh, thing God, for like 45 minutes. 
All right. Yeah, you can't cut them uh, off. Well, maybe I won't run that. But I think you have to live well, no, in, wait a minute. I think well, I could win. I think beer is going to make uh, put Concord on the map. Maybe you, yeah. you should run. You would have an easy victory, I'm thinking. But you need Here's to live, the problem. The you need to live, you need to live within the city. I don't think you can live in Martinez and sit on the city well, council for Concord. Here. I heard that. I could just use Scott's address or Absolutely. something. Absolutely. Sure. That's how kids go to school. In good, in, like, isn't it the same? I, could just I don't say know. I, I, I don't have kids nor live in a good neighborhood. Pretty sure if I stay there like one night a month, it's fine. Call them grandma's house. Martinez will be my vacation home, and I just happen to spend a lot of time. I'm on my vacation home. Huh? No, it's, it's closer to the coast. There's one, uh, there is one chink in my armor, though. There's a problem. Wow. And that is that... Um, oh, those felonies. Yeah, I remember that. Well, there's the, pretty much all of my dirty laundry is on a recording somewhere on this website. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I mean, there I have said some horrible things. I can think yeah. of... I can so, think of well, that's what you're going to You will not get elected because. Yeah, like no, there's. No, you're exactly. going to run on that platform. Oh, yeah. I am? No, you're that's what people. No. Yeah, you're I see. The, all these other assholes. Like, yeah, it's called, the, <laughs> it's called the Zero Fucks campaign. Right. Yeah, you yeah. have a great following. There's more of them than there Zero. are the old people that sit home None. and, like. You know, I'm like the next. Uh, the, what's the Toronto mayor guy I like yeah, yeah. so much? Rob Ford. Ford. You get a, I love this man. You have a national coverage. Rob Ford's brilliant. I could start doing crack if it'll get me elected. Yeah. But just a little. Yeah. Like, well, no, I, I mean, oh, yeah. No, just recreational. You like, can't, it's like one you, hit. You yeah. can't do you little crack. You should say you should no, stop you be able to doing claim crack do to get elected. <laughs> oh, I see. It's the opposite. Not if I'm a man of zero fucks. Right. You could run under the platform transparency. Aha. Uh-huh. It works for well above. See, that even yeah. sounds Yeah, you're smart. an open book. Uh, Code just asked me to tell you that he's currently scrubbing all of your dirty laundry Great. right now. Great. <laughs> Excellent. No, and no, I'm pretty sure that Shimke should be my campaign manager. She's doing fine already. good, right? She's already coming up with the idea. Huh. When is it election year? Is it election year now? I don't know. Maybe I should run while we're hot. We might need, like, to learn politics or something. (laughs) Right, like any of the other idiots know him. Well, that's a good point. Good point. I'll back you. Doc's my uh, consigliere? Exactly. Okay. Consigliere. Thank you. <laughs> He's your what is this, the manager. Rare Barrel Show? Do I have to learn to speak as well? Maybe, sort of. You speak better no. than any other. No. All right, we'll see who does the best speech on when you cut the ribbon. And you are the mayor. <laughs> I'm betting on you. I'm going to be there. All right. Recording this. Okay, so Sunday, August uh, 3rd, it's just it's this upcoming Sunday, uh, admission is free. We're going to give, uh, after the ribbon cutting, there'll be a free toast that we're doing with oh. a special heretic beer oh. and a free appetizer uh, made by our good friend, the homebrew chef, Sean Paxton. He's making a beer-infused, uh, just a small plate appetizer so that we can have it along with our uh, toast. And we've got room for 200 people to do that. So the first 200 oh. will get the, the, the free toast and the, and the appetizer. And and then people can come on in and out all day long. There's going to be brewers from around the bay here, some special beers on tap, and us hanging out uh, to have a good time. So it's like a, a like a toast point and then an appetizer. I think so. Like a okay. It's like hop dust mm-hmm. on one side, yeah, and then an invisible made three ways appetizer crustini on the other side. Oh wow! Yeah, all three. Wow. It's all it's very it's very filling. Paxton turns this whole shit upside down, dude. <laughs> yeah. Turns it on its head. Turns the whole industry around. It's going to be great. Yeah. So did you invite the whole town council? I did. Uh, yeah, awesome. the whole city council is invited, and uh, they're, we're working with them now on whether or not they actually want to be here. Um, well, you can point to one and say, well, you know what, I are out. <laughs> yeah. I get your spot. My dad got to meet the mayor while he was here. The mayor happened to have come in while my dad was here. Yeah. Made my dad very proud. Made me look like a big deal. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, him? Oh, there. that's Timmy. Old Timmy Grayson. Yeah, we go way back. TG and the Heasel. <laughs> yeah, that was a nice moment for my dad. And then I gave the mayor 20 bucks for coming in. It was cool. Appearance fee. 
Yeah. Uh, okay, so that's coming up on Sunday. We'll let you know more about it on our social media networks. An invite will be going out uh, tomorrow, I believe, so you'll get all the details. But please come see us. Come come hang out with us. Uh, you can support the show by doing your Amazon shopping. Just hit the Amazon link on our homepage, and that's a great way to do it. A lot of you do it, and we appreciate it. Do we have an Amazon product for the week? Yeah. Yeah. Uh- uh, forgive me. It's the um, Medela Contact Nipple Shield Standard Size. Nipple Shield. Yes. No, I'm not forgiving you. For latch-on difficulties or flat and inverted nipples to help continue breastfeeding. Oh. It's, it's clear plastic. Kim, why uh, are you shaking your head like you know all about this? I, I don't know. I really don't. I just I felt like I should <laughs> well, you act should be like the I'm only engaged expert. when... <laughs> I see. I thought you were like... Kim, you kind of have to look like I'm Been wearing there. one right now. Yeah. Do, they, do they come in sizes? Like you know. Steve? Well, that's why. And, no, you know, they don't. They're it's all just one size. Oh really? Oh, it's a standard size. So here, I actually. don't see how one size could fit I all. Did, yeah. I've well, seen a lot of nipples. Maybe they do. I've only ever seen day. one. Uh, I think it only goes over the business part of the nipple, <laughs> which which Not don't vary quite as much. Yeah, well, it does. Well, it does. no, it's actually very wide. Um, never mind. Bevo, did your areolas ever shrink back? Didn't you say they got like like, like like frisbee sized at one point? <laughs> no, Sam drunkenly said that. Oh, my, that's a frisbee. My, I can cut it off and throw it to the dog. Can the whole bar like hear this? Because this yeah. is a little embarrassing. No, absolutely. Yeah, but you're no, they'll never see you. You're behind a glass. Should I Instagram this product? Yes. <laughs> Should it be in? Yes. It, uh, things go back to how they were. Okay. Well, that's promising. all you had to do was say yes. Yes. You made this whole like thing and drawn a lot of attention to yourself, and you just had to say yes. Yes. Okay, great. Okay, well, great. thank you for All buying right. it, and good luck with the breast. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Thanks, everybody, job. for Yay. using the Amazon link. Excellent. All right, get all these updates and more over on Twitter, and hey, uh, send your show ideas over to Scott the Jew. That's scott at thebrewingnetwork.com. Send your feedback to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. Um, do we have a Twitter game today? Yes. Twitter game is brought to you today by our good friends at Adventures in Homebrewing. Good people who support this show. Go check them out, Adventures in Homebrewing. Uh, what's our game? Well, as you may or may not know, there's going to be a lot of changes to the BGCP style guidelines very soon. Um, I believe Gordon Strong, old Gordo, as I like to call him uh, when we're hanging out, Skyping. Gordo. Um, he's uh, accepting everyone's thoughts and opinions and input on, on how to change uh, the styles for the better. So I thought... Um, we should enter our hat in uh, in in the uh, BJCP style guideline change a Rooney uh, and have a BN style. Oh, like a whole style. We need a whole category, a whole style of beer based on all the terrible advice we give people uh, month in and month out. I like this idea. So I would like for you to describe the new beer. Uh, excuse me, the new BN beer style. Okay. What would it be? What would it be? Uh, those guidelines got released, uh, right? They got released, uh, but I don't think that they're solidified yet. He's okay. still he's still asking for um, for input and stuff like that because there's a lot of uh, a lot of categories getting smushed into other things and, and expanded and all this kind of crap. And okay, you know, do these, do these include sub styles? So we have like 15A, B, and C. Oh, Up to I, you. I believe do whatever it you want. Yeah, it I could be we, just I, one straight across if you want. No, I think we need substyle. We'll take. Yeah, I agree. We'll take all yeah, of it. Absolutely. But, yeah. Yeah. It's only 140 characters, so right. you know. All yeah, right, so that's the Twitter game for today. And Bevo will send you a prize if you win. We encourage you to play. Uh, you can play along right here at the bar if you want. Just tweet to Brewing Network. Yeah. What would our beer style be? All right. Uh, all right, let's talk to Kim Shimke about the Ales for ALS event we went to on uh, this past Saturday. At Faction. At Faction Alameda. Brew Company in Alameda, yep. yeah. Uh, how, how did you like the event, Kim? Oh, my God, it was amazing. Everyone from the Bay Area, it seemed like, that's in the beer scene, was there. It was fantastic. I know you came out, Justin. Tasty was there. Um, it was so much fun. Great local breweries. Also, quite a bit of Southern California breweries that we don't often see up here at festivals, such yeah. as Alpine. 
So that was pretty special. Also, uh, there was Noble, which had some notable beers. Mm-hmm. Um, Beachwood, right? Beachwood was there. Yep. Eagle Rock as well. Eagle Rock was my favorite of the day. I was so Keep pleased you. because so many people I'll get into a little bit about uh, the beers and the hops, but um, so many of the breweries chose IPAs, yeah. which I guess makes sense, but they did a hoppy brown ale. Yes. And a brown ale anyway is fairly fairly rare to see at something like a beer fest and i thought it was very well done yep but it was also nice to see something unique it was my i it's the only beer i went back for and i went back three times for that hoppy Good. brown ale and it was it was fan, what was it called lou Jennifer. lou uh, and it was fantastic <laughs> and uh they're mild they had their regular oof, just a fantastic beer that and, and bitter american my two favorite hand okay. down all right across across america but eagle rock is is one of my favorite california breweries so i'm i'm, I'm glad to see that uh, the beer was well received yeah it was good uh who else was there of of notability russian river was there russian river was there they did they had three that. beers uh, well, they brought they brought four. They brought a supplication. Oh, but they had three tapped. Uh, Drake's a lot of the standard Bay Area breweries. So Twenty yeah. First Amendment. Sierra Nevada was there. Stone uh, was there. Stone, yeah. All those guys. Uh, Lucky Thirteen had it was like a indoors. What was that? It was just like a the beer truck. Are you talking kind of thing? Yeah. Like so Lucky Thirteen is what a bar, a in, bar Alameda. in Alameda that has craft beer, and it's actually a really cool place. They yeah. allow people to bring their dogs. They um, you can get food and bring it in. Some good taps. They have plenty there. Often they tap uh, plenty. Uh, the younger oh. often during beer week. Okay. SF beer week. Yeah, they brought like a box truck with I don't know six taps on it or something. Yeah, that's, and just parked it in the warehouse. There's a little bit of a backstory that that's a part of off the grid. They ah. take that to like community events and, and they per, they uh, serve beer there. Uh, they're actually using the faction warehouse to store that. So that they're sort of like hooked up with that place. Ah, I see. So way. it made total sense they were there. Yeah, that's where they store their truck. Monkey paw. Is a brewery? Is that what it's called? Monkey Paw. Monkey Paw. Yeah, uh, a brewery out of there. San Diego, and they were pouring off of that truck too. They I got do to try really their beer. unique beers. Yeah, they're unique people. I, I, uh, I don't know them. I just I think I shook one of them's hand, or the guy just poured me a beer or something, and um, he was a unique individual. Uh, but they're making good beers. I think they won some GABF awards this year, um, or or last. So. Uh, that was cool. Yeah. And the whole thing was obviously a fundraiser for ALS. For ALS, correct, yeah. yeah. So a little bit of backstory for those that might not be too familiar with ALS is it is also known as Lou Gehrig's disease. It is a neurodegenerative disease, and it leads to paralysis. There is no known cure, and the average patient, uh, once diagnosed, lives two to five years. So it's very devastating for those uh, affected by it. And this particular event, Ales for ALS, was created by... Hop Union, as well as as well as Loftus Ranches, and it's to benefit ALS research. Okay, I, I, a great event and and a great reason to do it. And there was a lot of people out to support it. Um, and it was f- packed. It was packed, even among kind of hearing mumbles about sort of a, a lack of promotion, like not not really getting the word out. Faction obviously is a extremely busy startup company right now, and I can sympathize that it's sort of hard to plan a big event like that at the same time. Um, so I was kind of hearing that around town, but then got there, and there were just a, a great turnout of people uh, supporting the cause. So I thought it was cool. 
And she said she had eighteen hundred glasses, and they all they're all gone. I bet. I, I believe it. I yeah. think there was a lot more than eighteen hundred people there. Yeah. And uh, it kind of made me think that faction should do a, an event every month out there. The spot is <laughs> the awesome. Space is amazing. You can't. Yeah, that space. it's so private out there. Yeah. Yeah. And just the yeah, just open space. You get left alone. Yeah. And um, you have San Francisco cityscape in the background. Yeah. And impressive. the ghetto in the foreground. Yeah, it's very. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's nice. <laughs> you get you get to realize. Your place in the social. Uh, well, we're driving. We're, go through there. we're driving through, and it's popular. People live there. And Kate's yeah. like, "What's with all these abandoned houses?" Abandoned. And I'm like, "No, no, that's not an abandoned house. That's a, there are people live in these houses." And uh, which is kind of funny because you're you're basically cornering yourself in that. So if there if shit ever went down. <laughs> There's and the riot. residents are friend like, you know what? Forget all these people coming in and drinking beer. I'm gonna, we're going to, you, you have nowhere to go. Cut except, them off. Yeah, except into the bay and right. <laughs> swim across the, it is an the channel there. Right. Well, Mythbusters is filmed right there, right? So, yeah. I mean, they're in good company if the Myth, Mythbusters. I, I, I couldn't imagine people living where. That, I mean, it's it's going to be fine. No. Yeah, I think they're out there somewhere, but right in front of the brewery, you can't do anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. there will be things done. Anyway, yeah, yeah, a ton of people there. Uh, it was like two parties. It was an outside party and an inside party. Yes. And uh, each of them were like full of people. It's pretty cool. It was a good you time. You could join each one or go to the other one, whatever you want to do. Are there pictures from the event available on any of our stuff? There stuffs? are. So on Facebook, there are some. I also have more. But uh, I posted four on the Instagram for Brewing Network that nice. day, as okay. well as there is a mini album of six photos on our Facebook page. Okay, great. Well, thanks for going to it for us and uh, bringing back the report, Kim. Hell yeah. I appreciate it. Any other events on our radar? Is there more stuff happening around the Bay? Shouldn't there be an event like every weekend right now? Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. I know the big one that we're not a part of, but it's uh, the Blues of Palooza at Mammoth. Oh, this coming weekend. Oh, I wish I could go to that. We're doing our own event, I guess. I could leave. You could <laughs> go for <laughs> Saturday. <laughs> could go up Saturday. Your ass back up here for Sunday. I've been wanting to go to that for years. Uh, is that that's the regular Mammoth Bruce Fest? Yeah, right? yeah. the one you when you think of. Yeah. Oh, supposed to be great. That one sounds fun. Next year. Next year. This year, come here to, um, to our Sunday. Yeah, night. we're having uh, Hop Grenade Palooza. There you go. That's right. Just add Palooza at the end of anything, and people will want to <laughs> be involved. It's a good time, right? It always works. That'll bring them in. Works every time. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Kim Shimke. You can follow Kim Shimke on Instagram as well. She is Kim's Bay Brews. Kim's Bay Brews. There you go. And on Facebook? But you're, you're just yeah, Instagram. I'm sort of on Facebook. And Twitter? Twitter, yes. Also Kim's Bay Brews? That is correct. All right. You can get all that info over there. Okay. We're going to do feedback at the end, Jip. Fine. Uh, do whatever you want. Do it. I don't care. You do that just to mess with me, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> every other day, week that you're not here, we do it at the beginning. Yeah, I know. So, oh, and then when I get here late, it's like, oh, we just did that. Yeah. Well, we got to get moving with Need Monday. So we'll take a quick break. <laughs> when we come back, Kurt Stock will be on the air with us. Tell us all about what Need is and how to make it and give us some good tips on how to do it at home. Hang in there. It's the session live from the Hop Grenade. We'll be right back. to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network.
Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, more beer social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. This is a public service announcement. <laughs> hey, dude, I think there's... Uh, <laughs> What's wrong? You don't look so good. There's, <coughs> there's something wrong with your beer. It's making everyone sick. <laughs> don't let your beer make your loved ones ill. Proper cleaning and sanitation is the key to avoiding puke on your shoes. But I used an all-in-one. Cleaning and sanitizing cannot be done in a one-step process. No cleaner can sanitize and no sanitizer can clean. The amazing chemists at Five Star Chemicals have your solution. Clean with BBW and sanitize with Star Sand. Fantastic! Your friends and loved ones will thank you. Five Star products are available at fine homebrew shops near you and online. Put your best beer forward with Five Star Chemicals. Your one stop for the cleanest two-step solution. As a brewer, you already don't settle for second best. You want great-tasting beer, and you want great equipment to make it with. So don't settle for the second-best grain mill. You want a Monster Mill from Monster Brewing Hardware. Monster Mills are tough, come in two- and three-roller designs, and are made right here in the USA from superior materials for longer-lasting performance. Pick the mill that's right for you at MonsterBrewingHardware.com and take Bevo's advice. Trust me, it's always better to have a bigger tool than you think you need. <laughs> Monster Mills have the best warranty in the business. Your satisfaction is guaranteed. Visit MonsterBrewingHardware.com now and check out all the mills and mill accessories. Don't settle for second best. Get a Monster Mill from Monster Brewing Hardware. Have you ever dreamed of attending the World Brewing Academy? This year, thanks to Lalamond and Anstar, one lucky brewer will make that dream a reality for free. Lalamond and Danstar invite you to enter the Beer School 2015 contest. One lucky grand prize winner will receive fully paid tuition to the 2015 World Brewing Academy web-based concise course in brewing technology worth almost $4,000. From now until December 13, 2014, every Danstar yeast packet you use is your ticket to enter. Visit danstaryeast.com for the details and to print your official entry form. There's no limit on the number of times you can enter, so get brewing with Danstar and get your entries in to the Danstar 2015 Beer School Contest. Whether you want to build your home brewing skills or build a career as a professional brewer, this course will change the way you think of beer and brewing. Enter at danstaryeast.com and get the dry yeast advantage with Danstar and Lalamond Premium Brewing Yeast and Enter to win. 
Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and the freshest ingredients, backed by the best customer service in the business. New items include the Big Oxygen Kit for economical wart aeration using common welding oxygen tanks and the Unistat line of external thermostats for easy control of both electric heaters and refrigerators. In addition, they've just mashed their new oatmeal stout malt extract so you can make those tasty winter oatmeal stouts and porters without mashing. Go to williamsbrewing.com today and browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. Welcome back to the program. Thanks for uh, sticking with us. We got a lot to do on Mead Monday, Mead and Metal Monday. I got a new metal song to play that was uh, submitted by a listener Uh-oh. this week. Those are always good. Yeah. It's about you, JP. Uh-oh. And Those are always better. I think Ooh. it's one of the best. It's definitely the best hardcore song I've ever heard. <laughs> Yeah. I would pay money to hear a Sugar Valley Brewer song made into a metal song. <laughs> oh, Except that one song. Uh, Brandon oh. Zetties, get on it, please. Bevo would like to hear a uh, collaboration, something written by Sugar Valley, but uh, produced and performed by you, sir. Do you have hair, Taylor? <laughs> Not that song. <laughs> All right, Kurt Stock is on the line with us to talk meat. Hey, Kurt, how are you, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. Yourself? We're doing great. Thanks for uh, being on the show with us. I appreciate it. Oh, my honor. So, as you know, we're talking mead tonight. And when we were planning the show, uh, you know, you're one of the first names uh, that came to my mind because I know uh, how long you've been making it as a as a home brewer. And uh, not just that, of course, you've been even mead maker of the year in the past. So, you're kind of a badass. Yeah, I've had a lot of good tutelage along the way okay so. excellent when did you start making mead um i started making mead in 2003 uh, which was right after it was actually right after my first aha conference and when ken stram's book first came out okay got it and had you been a mead fan before that had you you know buy bought commercial mead or from other home brewers uh actually the my first mead experience uh got me off of even thinking about making mead because it and it was probably in 99 or something like that and somebody said oh this is mead and it tasted like acetone (laughs) so yeah you know i gotta admit i had the same experience and and you know i I had my first home brews in in 2004 2005 and yeah somebody gave me mead and my experience was the same i just thought instantly well i i won't be homebrewing that beverage yeah that's very hot and unwelcoming yeah what was there any commercial mead to at least say well well there's 
this thing can be good, but homebrewers suck at making it. Like, what, like what commercial mead was around? I don't know, Kurt. Was there something that early? Chaucer's. Um, that early, I'm not exactly sure when Redstone had to be starting at least at that point, if not already around. Yeah, and there, you know, that's a that's a good meadery. Yeah. Um, otherwise, you were looking at English. You know, examples that you could find in the liquor store in that corner that nobody ever went into. <laughs> I remember that corner. Yeah. Okay. Well, Chaucer's has been around a while, but it's a your know, standard straight mead. Okay. Not much to it. No, not much. It's, yeah, not a lot of creativeness to it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you won Mead Maker of the Year then shortly after you made your first mead, Kurt. Yeah. Yeah, I did in 2005. Um, actually, I think the first meat I ever made was some raspberry thing, and I, I ended up taking a medal at Drunk Monk, I think, with that. Okay. And it was it was really it was a a lot of fun in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, sounds there like were a lot. There not life. a lot of people making meat, so you know the the barrel was pretty pretty shallow at that point. I see. <laughs> Maybe that's why you were able to get a medal because there were four other entries and they all tasted like fingernail polish remover. Right. <laughs> that's probably what big reason. Yes. <laughs> all right, Kurt. Do do me this favor for people that don't know what mead is. Can you describe the beverage for me? Uh, mead is uh, mostly honey. And any other uh, imagination that you have to add with it. Okay. So uh, basically, as opposed to using uh, grapes to ferment for fermentable sugars as you would with wine or uh, barley and malt as you would with beer, you're using honey for the fermentable sugar. Correct. And then it's my understanding, I guess, that what really makes mead, uh, one mead different from the next is actually your choice uh, of the different kinds of honey available. Yeah, yeah. Honey variety or honey type is, is a really big component of it. Okay. And has that changed over the years in terms of the quality that's, that's available? Uh, you know, did it, did it used to be that you could just, you know, you went to the shop and you got one kind of honey and that's that. And now just like malt, there's just so many more varieties. Yeah. Yeah. It's a supply demand kind of thing. And, and people, people find what they like. And once it becomes popular, Tupelo is a pretty good example of that. It's a great honey to eat, but it's even better to make uh, meat out of. Okay. So the same characters that you would find if you were tasting the honey raw, do th- do those transfer over into the fermented beverage? Not not always. Okay. You can have a honey that tastes really good on toast, um, but uh, as soon as you ferment it, it can turn into something that you really wouldn't care for. Okay. And what about on the yeast side? Is it uh, a special kind of yeast used just for mead? Uh, mostly wine yeasts are used, but you can use any, any yeast you wanted to. So even brewer's yeast? Cause it's a fairly, it's high gravity, right? It doesn't always have to be. Okay. So if I, I did a lower gravity, I could use something like a, a, you know, a regular brewer's yeast. Right. Right. I think the important thing with yeast that, that I've gathered over the years is, is I like to use the same yeast all the time because I know what it's going to do. Okay. Got it. Has anybody in in the studio here, uh, you know, besides Kurt, brewed mead before? JP, have you done? I have, it? yeah, I've done it a couple times. Yeah, yeah. How did yours come out? Um, honestly, a little watery, like a little thin-bodied. Uh, I didn't do any acid adjustments, or I didn't, I didn't kind of manipulate the final product. I just bottled it. 
We've had it here on the show a couple times. Oh, we did? Yeah. Did we like it? Um, we thought it was um, a little thin. <laughs> okay. Uh, it was obviously memorable. Yeah. yeah. It was a bit unremarkable. It's not like my wiener. <laughs> Very remarkable. Very remarkable. So, Kurt, what is... Uh, sorry, Scott, did you have... Well, just to go to, back to the uh, variety of honeys available, um, uh, a producer on another uh, talk show I love to listen to is a big... He's a huge honey guy, like like uh, you guys out there are homebrewers. He's a honey guy, like fanatical. And I think there's a whole movement around sort of craft honey and all these different varieties and flavors and producers. Really? Yeah. There's what a, does he do with it other than make <laughs> mead, though? Like, what do you I, do no, with honey? Well, he, as, as my understanding is, he doesn't even make mead. He just likes... You just go to honey tastings. That's weird. <laughs> well, but it's a thing, and I wonder if uh, Kurt that there that translates into just tons of different varieties. I know you asked this question a minute ago, Jay, but I, you know, is yeah. Are there a million varieties of, of honey, Kurt, available to us? There, there's as many different honeys possible as there are uh, types of blossoms. Got it. Okay. We actually have a local honey uh, guy here uh, who who will. So, or source a certain blossom at a certain time of the year, and he will extract that honey immediately instead of letting it get you know. And so there's really obscure things, but he'll he'll also sell a four ounce jar for twelve dollars, which you're not going to make a lot of mead that way. <laughs> yeah, that's an expensive. Well, it's an expensive mead. <laughs> yeah, is it? Is it right, can still be crappy it. mead, right? Yeah, how do you want a gold medal if you can, unless you go for the best ingredients, Kurt? <laughs> that's that's a very you that's steal, exactly what people do. They do. They sort of steal the show with well those good ingredients. So yep. finding a good local honey is kind of the thing, right? Like that's where you get somewhat regional or even unique for that matter, instead of just buying the mass market honey. Correct. Yeah, correct. And and you're gonna find even certain blossom like you could get basswood blossom honey here is gonna taste different than it is in a different part of the you know, continent. Mm-hmm. So Okay. Is is it getting more expensive in general, honey? Because I think we've all been reading national news about you know dwindling honeybee populations. Yeah, is that translating to higher honey prices? I wondered about that. Um, it it kind of depends on the honey. Uh, it's it's that whole su- supply demand thing again. Uh, you can I've I can still get a full pail of honey for around a hundred, which is five gallons, sixty pounds for around a hundred you know forty dollars on the cheap end. You're probably looking at two and a quarter on the expensive end. And how many, you know, five-gallon batches of mead does a five-gallon bucket of honey get you? Depends on who's making mead. I see. How about you, Kurt? Because you make good mead, the good stuff. (laughs) I could usually get... Half. Probably. That would probably... I could stretch it into 15 gallons of finished mead, but... Usually a little less. I use depending on what I'm making and how much fruit I'm adding. I'll use as many as much as two gallons of honey in a five and a half gallon batch. Wow. Well, Kurt, Kurt you mentioned fruit. What, uh, what else would you add besides uh, you know uh, water and honey to make meat? Uh, do you ever add any simple sugar? Uh, no. Never. No. Okay. Why is that? Simple sugar. Yeah, that's for Belgian beers. <laughs> would it have an adverse well, effect or are you just a purist um i honey gives a nice distinct character to a beverage and sugar it's gonna just, you're, you're, know, it gets a little more cidery you, than anything else yeah you're, gotcha. you're adding white to white okay 
Is that a cocaine joke? <laughs> How much more white can it get? Yeah, right. No, I haven't made one of those. That would be interesting. Ooh, <laughs> that's a different. Would that be memory. a methaglin, maybe? Maybe so. That'd be a methaglin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but adding fruit is is adding a fermentable, right? It is. It is. Okay. Um, but most. Typically, what I base it on is any fruit I'm adding and any of the juice that comes from it, it will be about a 1050 gravity. Okay. And I think, that, you know, cider, you know, any kind of fruit juice has about 50 points of of sugar in it. But, you know, that's not a hard, fast rule, but it's just what I use. Got it. Of the meads that I've had, um, with few exceptions, I think I prefer the mead made with with fruit which is has a name that type of mead right yeah melomel yeah a uh, melomel i think i a lot of the ones from moonlight that i've had that are melomels are i, I think the, it just adds another dimension to it and it makes it closer to some of the beers i like like sour beers and things like that so you ever tried to use a fruit uh that did not work in a mead um i did a watermelon mead one time yeah i juiced uh, enough watermelon to get three gallons of juice and i put in i don't know gallon 18 pounds of honey thing fermented out in about three days oh oh and, and it was rocket rocket fuel uh, <laughs> oh really so di- I, have, I have tasted good watermelon mead since then but i don't know what exactly happened with that but i'm never doing it again <laughs> wait then that turned out no good because it fermented too quickly yeah it was high in alcohol. I'm not too. sure why it turned it out turned out horrible, but I did. I'm not, I'm not going to explore that any further. <laughs> that that Sorry, was enough. I apologize. The Kurt JP is made currants, oh. cherries, uh, all sorts of things that taste a heck of a lot better than watermelon. Everything's better than that, huh? Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, JP has made me, but I haven't, and I imagine a lot of our listeners haven't either. Uh, what's the basic process? Uh, there's there's a number of ways to do it. I usually just. Find a source of really good quality honey. Um, any good, if you're going to add whatever you're going to add to it, whether it's spices or fruit, just make sure your ingredients are the best quality they can be. Uh, basically, you mix your, dilute your honey with water, uh, throw your fruit in, uh, some nutrient, and and uh, your yeast choice, and get it all going. Now, are we are we boiling this solution first like I do beer? Uh, you can. I wouldn't, but you can. So you don't need to, uh, I guess, sanitize it, basically. Uh, you just, like anything else, honey itself is is pretty uh, uh-huh. not, it's not susceptible to any contamination or growing molds or bacteria or anything and, and, until you dilute it. So once you get to that point, you mm-hmm. want to make sure all your equipment's sanitized. Okay. And the water that goes into it. That, that that should also so I could boil the yeah, water yeah. first. There's there's such very low amounts of water in the honey as it is. Yeah, it, it won't grow things. Okay, but as you said, once you dilute it, yeah, it's sugar water. And then I guess of course the other purpose of boiling wort is to boil the hops and to get their the, the mm-hmm. bitterness out. But I guess we're not doing anything like that in a meat. There are no hops in meat, right? Right. Well, there can be. There can. Well, then it would be something called something different. Oh, what is that? It'd called? Be a braggot. Braggot can have hops in. It. Braggot would be it would have part of its fermentables come from malt. Is that right? It's yes, a, it's a beer, okay. beer and mead mix mixed together. Ish. Okay, that's a whole other one. Yeah, we talked about braggots on the show in the past too. When we had what was that uh, meadery? It's like local to 
Yeah, rabbit's say, foot. Thank you, rabbit's Welcome. foot. We've talked about. It. We did a live show from there years ago. No, I was just saying. If you have uh, you seen my rabbit's foot? I'm no, to find, uh, haven't. Uh, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> Never mind. Uh, yeah, we one of our rare remotes. Sorry, Kurt. Braggots are a short story. They are. In my book, they are. Okay. All right. <laughs> kind of like his watermelon mead. <laughs> yeah, that was that. Do you make mead regularly still? Um, I don't put anything in a still, but yes, I, I make plenty, plenty of batches almost all the time. It sounds so far, anyway, and we haven't talked about controlling the fermentation or or additives like JP mentioned. Yeah, acid. You can, uh, you things can, like that. You can adjust kind of stuff like that, I think. Which I'd like to talk about. But but so far, it sounds faster and easier than making beer. Is that right? Yeah, you can you can mix things up in, in a matter of, you know, 30 minutes. Okay. And then, uh, so essentially if I mix the, I, I, I add water to dilute um, the the honey. And then if I'm going to add fruit, I, I mix all this stuff together so that it's now a liquid solution, and I put it into a fermenter and add my yeast. That's it? And that's pretty much it, yeah. Hmm. I like to do uh, a staggered nutrient additions, which anybody could Google that or whatever and get get the information on that. There's a lot of publications out there with it now. Which is what, basically to just add the nutrients uh, throughout fermentation rather than just all at once? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It does a couple of things. It gives the nutrients, you know, liberates the nutrients when they need it instead of laying on the bottom of the fermenter where the yeast does have a hard time getting to them. And plus it drives off all of the CO2 during fermentation, which, you know, in a beer isn't a big issue because you're starting at, you know, about 1050. In a mead, you know, some of the ones I make, the bigger ones I make are starting at, you know, closer to 1155. Wow. Okay. So that that CO two becomes toxic to the yeast, and it and it doesn't work very well. So, so by adding the nutrients, you're uh, allowing that that to escape more readily out of solution. Yeah, you're actually mixing them in and stirring it in, and getting a little bit more oxygen into it the first few days of, of fermentation, which is good for the yeast too. The, the yeast health is probably the most important aspect. Uh, second to ingredients, I would say, um, that are going to make your mead. Uh, better than somebody else's. Okay. And is the fermentation temperature and a, and a consistent temperature just as uh, crucial to to meat as it is beer? Yeah, you you want to you want to make sure it doesn't get too warm. Uh that mainly so you're not killing yeast. If you're using a lot of fruit, uh like winemakers, they they punch the cap, you know, the fruit cap or the grapes down, you know, yeah. every day or multiple times a day. And you just don't want that heat building up under uh, underneath the layer of fruit, or I see. Yeah. Uh, so, what would be too an example of too warm? Um, I. It's best to keep it in the mid to upper sixties, but I mean, I've had f- things ferment in the mid mid to upper seventies with uh, little or no ill effect. So, once you get over eighty, you're probably looking at a little bit of trouble. Okay. And are you trying to, if you're trying to go for dry, uh, like I the, the moonlight meads that I like the most are the, the driest ones. Yeah. Is that an attenuation thing, just like with beer? The better attenuation, the drier it is? Um, the, it's going to, that's more going to depend on how much uh, honey or fruit, you, or, I'm sorry, gravity you start with. Okay. So you just use less sugar. It'll for sure dry out. Got it. 
What is a, is there an average uh, ABV of a mead? I mean, are they 12? Are they 14? I mean, I remember having some of these Moonlight meads, JP, at like 18 and yeah. 19% or something. I think that was like one, usually they're about 14, just wine strength. Okay. Yeah. Is there a such thing as a session mead? Like, what if you wanted to? Oh, uh, if you wanted to, tasty, uh, you must know about this. A lower alcohol. <laughs> that water? Is there? Actually, Kurt? actually, I got I've got a couple going uh, <laughs> right across the room for me right now. Session? Are they are they hoppy session meads? <laughs> not not exactly. There's a black. I got a black currant and a cherry one, but I okay. just started with a gravity of ten forty, and you know a few pounds of fruit. Let it dry out. You know, back sweeten a little bit to get the fruit character right. Okay. Throw it in a keg, throw it in a fridge, and now I got a nice four percent uh, mead that I can have a whole pint of instead of you know three ounces. Right, yeah, that's a good idea. Now you say back sweeten, and JP, I believe we talked about this on the cider show. That's correct. Is that essentially just adding some some juice or something back? I just add honey back. You actually add honey back. Yeah. Okay, yeah. back meaning where in the process? After fermentation, add honey back back into ah. the into the solution, ah. which to me sounds odd because why wouldn't you just start with it? The like in a beer, you you start with the with the gravity, you, you calculate this all out, right, mm-hmm. so that it ferments out and lands at the gravity that you want. Why is it different with something like mead or or even ciders and ciders too? It's different with that, yeah. so. Because the, all the the sugar sources in both ciders and meads are pretty much all fermentable. Ah, okay. To where you can add a lot of different unfermentable, you know, grains to a to a wort. That makes add sense. Them ferment out. So those longer chain sugars that stick around in a beer, you're, that makes sense now, and that. I guess that also makes sense of why you can end up with some hot alcohols and things yep. like that in mead too, right? You can if you if you if your fermentation if you don't watch that and you have some some sluggish or or bad fermentation that's where your off flavors and your bad compounds come from yeah got it so when you're talking about back sweeten what do you back sweeten with and uh, do you add things like sorbate or something to inhibit any more fermentation just a positive attitude yeah <laughs> yeah I just think love. That. You just put love in. No, just a little, yeah. <laughs> and and, and some hope. <laughs> right, a little hope. Hope's a Actually, big thing. Actually, anything that's that's low gravity that I end up back sweetening, uh, there's, I, will, I would personally never put that in a bottle. Oh. It, okay. you know, you're pretty, it's probably, pretty much going to blow up, even if you do sorbate it, you know. Okay. Uh, sorbate that makes sense. will inhibit any more yeast fermentation. It might. It, well, it's supposed to. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it, it it inhibits the yeast uh, from uh, replicating enough to re-ferment. I see. So it doesn't really stop fermentation. And what he's talking about, too, is, yeah, you're still going to get bottled bombs. It's okay. supposed to. This is probably a dumb question, but do you ever carbonate mead? <laughs> what an idiot! Don't what do you think it? <laughs> your first show? Don't even answer is that. that the first question that wasn't. No. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. You do. You can. Yeah. You yeah. do. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not a dumb question. Oh, yeah. It's not a dumb. We just we just like dicking with you. Like, but a straight mead, like a normal mead, you you a still you, mead. You would carbonate. You could carbonate. Yes, you can. Yeah. You can do what you want. Uh, it's called sparkling it, mead. Oh, That's I the see. The beauty about mead, there's there's no handcuffs in mead. 
And there's not a bunch of like mead snobs like there are beer snobs <laughs> saying, well, you did it wrong. You're not supposed to add carbonation. Well, no, no. They, they, they say, well, I don't prefer mine with carbonation. That's what I've heard. I yeah. see. Or, or, or you know what, what level? I, I don't prefer your opinion. I do. <laughs> exactly. Everybody's wrong but me. <laughs> That's right. Kurt, you've met me before. Uh, but I have yeah, the same uh, attitude. Yeah. But yeah, you can have a, yes, you can have sparkling meat. I like the sound of it. I think it's. I it's think like a, the champagne of yeah. Put your, it on the, of the trailer sparkling park. rhubarb. It's like yeah. It's a, it's the champagne of the trailer park. <laughs> I see. I think uh, Justin the would Eastside pre- trailer park. Eastside yeah. trailer. The, the high desert trailer park. Oh, I've been there. Justin would prefer a low alcohol carbonated. I just get a beer, actually. <laughs> right. Well, frankly, I actually prefer the higher alcohol. I, Tasty's the session fan. I like my, I like my beverages higher now. Uh, yeah. Well, know. a low alcohol mead's like eight and a half percent. Oh, well, then yes, then I mean, a low. <laughs> I know Kurt said he's making a a four percenter, but right. Uh, you that's know. that's really exceptional. Yeah. At least in well, my that's experience. because I'm serving it to people I don't know, and I didn't want to waste all the money. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or people that you've seen drunk and you didn't like. So here, there have this go. one instead. I think he doesn't like him in the first place. <laughs> you know, some backup bottles of some strong shit, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a few. Yeah, don't travel light. Well, I guess, you know, if you made a 4%er, what's the highest uh, ABV you've ever made? Um, the I use the Narbonne yeast in pretty much every meat I make, and my my goal is to start with a gravity that I know where it's going to finish, but which is what, what that's why the, your yeast choice is important and it's important. You know how it's going to react. So I always start with a gravity that's going to leave me based on the fruit. I add at the gravity I want. Okay. So I, most of my meads are in that 15, 16, 17% area that's of my like. big meads. Yeah. Okay. Now, I had some folks at the bar the other day here. We were talking about this mead show, and their reaction was, oh, you know, mead. I've, I've never had a mead that I, that I like. And I think it's similar to yours and mine, Kurt, when we had our first one. I don't think these folks had had an extensive mead experience. I think they were given <laughs> some bad mead. Yeah, right? not many people have. So what do I say to that? I mean, what I said, Kurt, just so you know, is, well, we, the, you should try the, the brand that we have here because I've had nothing but good experience with it. Uh, but is there something else we could say to, to mead people who think they don't like it? Because I feel like they just haven't had the right one yet. Are they brewers at all? Uh, I don't. I don't think they were brewers. They were definitely craft beer fans. You know, they were they were beer geeks like us. Um, but I don't know if they were brewers. I, guess, I I would just point them to the brands that you know are are a good experience. And if they still don't like it, then they don't. They won't like it. Which is certainly possible. Yeah. They did bring up another beverage. I couldn't remember the name of it. There's another beverage made with honey. Um, I think it hails from Africa, actually. Tej? Tej, that's it. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, do you know anything about Tej? Yeah, bit. enough. <laughs> <laughs> Way enough. Well, I just want to know what's the difference between Tej and, and mead. Um, I've only had it at the mead festival before. And I don't know enough about it to uh, sing praises or dog on it. So. Okay, yeah. But I is it, that to Susan. I'm sure she knows. <laughs> I could ask her. <laughs> I guess I'm just curious if it has another ingredient other than, than just honey. Ebola. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is never good. It's too soon. You know. All right, we'll ask Susan, too, see what she knows about it. 
When is it going to be not too soon for Ebola? <laughs> oh, here we go. It's actually made, uh, according to True. Wiki, with uh, it's flavored with the powdered leaves and twigs of gesho, which is a hops-like bittering. Oh, agent. that's right. I remember now. Sounds great. Yeah, it sounds. Yeah, it's exactly what yeah. it is. It Yummy. sounds great. <laughs> well, I mean, they why? Chew, that they sound chew any different than first? we put in like weird stuff in our beer too. You know, yeah, like sheep dung. Don't judge a book by its cover. You know, how many peanut butter porters have you had? Oh, <laughs> good call. One too many. <laughs> yeah, just one too many. All right, Kurt. Do you? I sh- I probably should have prepped you for this uh, beforehand. Um, yeah, but I sure would like a recipe if you had one handy. I gave it to you. Water and honey. <laughs> Can I go now? Are you listening? I got the live feeds to watch. I also want to know, you, you keep saying picking the right yeast and that you tend to have a go-to. What Can we know what yeast that is? Yeah, I use the, it's the Narbonne yeast. The, um, uh, uh, can I say a trade name? Yeah, it's fine. Uh, Lelvin uh, 71B. Oh, but not that one. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, um, Way to go, Kurt. Then the, the complete we'll up. same thing from a different vendor. God damn it, Kurt. Now I have to erase your whole interview. <laughs> Shit. Let's start over. That's fine. Yeah. You probably were going to anyway. Uh, welcome to the show, <laughs> Kurt Stock, ladies. Hey, Kurt, what's up, dude? Yeah. Kurt, what is me? He's going to redo it. It's been what holidays. Could you give us a, a recipe? <laughs> uh, would you happen to have one of your award winning recipes handy? Oh, sure. Let's do that, because I know our listeners would like to try it. Throw it as. And while you're getting that ready, I should mention, I believe Saturday is like National Mead Day. Indeed. um, Where you're supposed to make mead. Drink mead. Drink mead. Drink mead. Celebrate mead. Um, mead Monday. I threatened to make a mead on, on Mead Day. You did. No, you didn't threaten. You promised. I don't know if I promised. You promised. Um, I have 60 pounds of honey just waiting for you. You do? Yes, I do. Do you want to make mead with me on Saturday? With you? <laughs> How about, what about me and Kim? Kim, do you want to make mead too? I want to make mead, yes. See, now now there's somebody who's fun and involved. Uh, <laughs> and Is it still with you? <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> All right, would you like to go to Doc's house and make mead? For me. <laughs> Yay. That's what it is. Uh, Bevo, would you like to make mead? When? Saturday, on mead day. Why no, we- I'll be at Brad Paisley's concert. <laughs> oh. oh, you're serious? Are you going to be backstage in Brad Paisley's room? I wish. Is that the State Fair? Is <laughs> <laughs> that oh. at Mountain Winery? Yeah. <laughs> He's on the winery Don't be rude. I love him. I know you do. Well, yeah. yeah. At least somebody still There's does. for everybody. All right, Kurt, what have you got for a recipe? Uh, okay. Let me see. I can... Well, there's... If you want to go to the BJCP website, they got a copy of my magazine article I did. But, oh, okay. Which has a bunch of recipes okay. what's, in it. what's going on with that? Yeah, that's good enough. Tell us about that. Uh, I had a long time ago, uh, that guy at uh, Brew Your Own. We all know him. Yeah. Um, asked me to write an article, so Chris? I just did one, and it's got... It's got a strawberry banana recipe in it, a triple berry recipe, and probably some other recipe in it. Strawberry banana. Strawberry banana was probably my first success. That's the one that first got, that one got spiked off of the Mead Maker of the Year table at the 2004 conference. Hmm. What does that mean? Joe Formanek, so it wasn't that bad of a deal. Okay. I don't know what spiked off. uh, It's breakfast meat. That's some sort of judging lingo. I don't know what it means. Yeah. <laughs> what does uh, spiked off mean? 
Spiked, yeah. Well, yeah. It's, I mean, well, no, it, it, it was in the top three, so, yeah, we were good. Okay. But it, it lost it did to well. macadamia nut feed, so, you know, I can I can, I can, I can, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, exactly. It sounds bad about it at all. It's only been 10 years, so. So it was banana and what? Strawberry. <laughs> and strawberry. Banana. It sounds difficult to make, to not make it too fruity, you know? Oh, oh, well, oh. kind of the point. Is to make it too fruity? <laughs> well, let's go with a triple berry one then. Same thing. Okay. It's like four loco. You want really good flavor, <laughs> high alcohol. It is. You get it, don't you? It's the it's the four loco of the Nordics. Is it's what a tri- you're saying. It's a tribute to bees. It's a tribute to getting high. I would four love to loco. hear a Nordic uh, song, like the four loco rap song. Oh, if there was man. a Nordic <laughs> mead song, as long as we can make it like that cool um, blue. Yeah, they had like neon. Blue. Well, you you just make a blueberry one. I'm sure that's <laughs> yeah, what they put in four loco. Right. All natural organic blueberries. I'm loco for mead loco. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mead loco? That's, yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. You can have that, Kurt, for your next recipe name. I will. I will. I'm on. I'm on. <laughs> All right. So we can go to uh, bjcp.org, and you can find uh, an article there uh, by Kurt Stock, which I guess has several recipes if you want to give it a shot, for mead day coming up this Saturday. And you can uh, make – it's not called brewing. You just make mead. I guess you don't brew. Yeah, mead. it's mead making. I mead, guess. mead making. That's as not as sexy as, as mead brewing. We but, should do a uh, demo at whatever. the uh, that new bar, the Hop Grenade. Mm-hmm. Uh, like That's a, allowed, right on if, the patio, maybe. I thought about. I was just thinking about that tasty when I when I thought about making it because I probably got to be here anyway. Yeah, but. Do we really want the demonstration to be me doing mead for the first well, people time? People won't know that you're fucking it up. They won't even. <laughs> That's we'll true. Know. Plus, I could just blame it, on, blame it on Kim if she wants to come. Yeah, yeah, mead. she could be there. How about you get the whole crew there and we just make a DVD out of it? <laughs> I don't know. It's a whole it's, thing. Yeah. You, you you take water, yeah. warm water. Yeah, but how much? Well, how much do you want to make? Know. Well, it depends on what you want to make. Five gallons. Take five gallons five of water. Gallons, gallons. Put it all in beer smith. Twelve pounds of honey. You pour the honey in, you stir it up. That sounds low gravity. In, then you cool it down. Sounds like the dry mead guy's making that recipe. Yeah, see, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I don't like a sweet like a sweet sugar bomb. Yeah, me neither. Oh, you can do 14, whatever, right. but that's the point. You, it'll take 20 minutes, dude. And then what? Then I put it in a fermenter, and I, I do have to do a yeast starter? Sure. No. Kurt says no. Well, Kurt no. sucks. What does he know? Well, okay. <laughs> Tell Justin how long he should... Think about the fermentation until he be drinking the finished product. Until he be drinking the finished product? So he yeah. Can, he can be He was listening it. to that Four Logo yeah, song. Yeah, does it properly, he can be drinking that within four weeks if he wanted to. Oh. Well, yeah. uh, well let's talk about Well, knowing him, he will be. Let's talk about the starter. I mean, that, that's a good point. I would assume that you should make a starter. Why wouldn't you make a starter? You don't really need to. If you, if you buy two packets, 10 grams of... Any wine yeast, rehydrate it, you know, following the instructions on the back of the package, and just put it in. Okay, I like the, I like Kurt's method. The the so nutrient addition part, which is also in that article, okay, and which I stole from many other people, so don't credit me with any of it. All right, but, but that's just you follow that. Your fermentation should be done in about two and a half or three weeks. Okay, and there's, these are just your standard nutrients I can get at uh, my local homebrew shop, which happens to be more beer. Oh yeah, I love more beer. Okay, all right. 
Well, maybe we're making mead Saturday, Kim. It sounds like it's going to take 10 minutes. So you yeah, don't, we, don't, we just established it was still with you, so then I'm opting out. Now you're back out oh, again? Sorry. Great. Hey, you're alone we're all honest here. Well, and Bevo uh, chose Brad Paisley over me, and Doc is just being a dick. This is a solo endeavor. I didn't say you couldn't do it with me. I just going to be a dick you about it. You said he didn't want to. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> okay. well, Not if, even you, close. if you want to FaceTime me on Saturday, I'll help. I'll, I'll talk you through it. Oh, oh, there we go. We can have Kurt just right oh. there on the... Is that an Adam and Eve category? Well, on the screen, well, yeah. I, he'll be at the, at the Paisley concert also, but he will FaceTime me. <laughs> yeah. Because I won't be watching it. <laughs> that's how I'm brewing, that's how I'm brewing a flat tail on Wednesday. You are? Yeah, we're just going to Skype it because I can't make it up there. Why not? Oh, it's me killer stuff. Dude, it's it, it That's was, your collab. You are yeah. such a douchebag. They invite yeah. you to collab brew and you're going to and you Skype no, it in. No, it's for the pro am. I uh, know I I couldn't make it's it. It's for the pro am. Yeah, couldn't make it. <laughs> why not why not move the date? Because it has uh, to be made can, in time for yeah, he JBM. Couldn't. Yeah, he has. He couldn't, yeah. yeah. Well, that kind of sucks. You can't make it because you're going to Disneyland, it, No, not you? at all. No, no. Oh. Just uh, it, was, it was costing like 500 bucks for plane tickets and all that kind of shit. And I see. We got a bunch of small business taxes to pay. And, they can't, uh, uh, the, the flat tail guys can't pay your way? No, well, they're paying my way out to GABF this year. I see. So I'd, ra- I'd much rather, it was one or the other. Yeah. So I'd much rather go to GABF. Uh-huh. Uh, and not have to do anything. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so that was my... Seems like they've kind of cheaped out on it, if you ask yeah. me. I mean, all the free <laughs> promotion that they've I gotten agree. out of the BN, and they can't... Totally agree. They can't even... Uh, no. Hey, flat tail guys, hanging out in the brewery right now. He's a uh, you can't You can't fly JP... You can't, yeah. you can't be there to make the Pro-Am beer? Really? You dicks. I mean, that sounds a little... Dave, do not clarify this, okay? It's between you and I. <laughs> it sounds a little cheap. Uh, all right. Anyway, but that was my big joke. Okay. Uh, thank you. Thank you for ruining it. All right, Kurt. Well, thanks for being on the program and talking mead with us. I appreciate it. Meadly. No problem. I hope we appreciate see you. the invitation. Absolutely. I hope to see you soon. And cheers, brother. Cheers. There you go. The great Kurt Stock and uh, a fine mead maker. I've never had a bad mead from Kurt. And you go to the National Homebrewers Conference, and you're almost guaranteed to get to try yeah. some some mead from Kurt. So if you've never been to an NHC, it's going to be in San Diego this year, the National Homebrewers Conference. San Diego. Uh, yes. And uh, I'm not sure Kurt's going, but he certainly usually does. Uh, so uh, try his mead if you ever get the chance. It's good stuff. All right. We're going to take a quick break. I think we should try some mead in the next segment. I agree with this statement. And, Do we have uh, mead? We have mead. We have some Moonlight Mead right here in the fridge, available for purchase. Uh, we still got some show left, so if you want to come down to the Hop Grenade, you can try some mead. Uh, we're going to grab some right now. When we come back, we're going to talk to Susan Root. Hang in there. It's the session. Listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. What'd you get? More brewing ingredients? Yep. You know what I love about Brewmaster's Warehouse? The $6.99 shipping. Well, yeah, but... Oh, the in-store classes for beginning brewers. Yeah, that's cool, but... Oh, oh, the brew builder. Creating and saving your recipes online is... Awesome! No, I am Yes, but... The cheese-making supplies. No. Oh, the wine-making supplies. <sighs> oh, the distilling equipment and liquor flavorings. All that stuff is awesome, yes, but what I really love is that the guy who runs it is totally hot. 
And and that Brew Builder software is awesome. Oh, yeah. Brewmaster's Warehouse brings you flat rate shipping on great equipment and ingredients to make beer, wine, cheese, and spirits at brewmasterswarehouse.com. And if you're in Georgia, stop by Brewmaster's Warehouse Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6. Visit brewmasterswarehouse.com today because it's totally hot. Oh, yeah. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home-brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read. Read your way to better homebrew. Tonight is the night. We bring the creature to life, Dr. Blitzkrankstein? Yes, J.P. Lord. Everything is perfect for my next fermented creation. My doctor, the storm is too far away. We'll never have enough power to isomerize the creature's alpha <laughs> Yes, J.P. Lord, we will. For I have in my possession the Tower of Power! Lickman's new Tower of Power is the evolution of automation. Control hot liquor, sparge, and mash temps like a pro. The Tower of Power is a high-quality gas-fired rim system that works with your current brewing setup. With ultra-precision, the tower can hold your mash to one-half of a degree Fahrenheit. Precision and repeatability. The Tower of Power is the answer to automatic, fast ramp times. See more at BlickmanEngineering.com. Bring your next creation to life with the Tower of Power. Dr. Blickman's with the Tower of Power, you can probably give me an afternoon at the pub to Enjoy a pint? Don't be silly, J.P. Gore. We have beer to brew. The best thing to happen to brewer's yeast in a century is from White Labs. For pro brewers and home brewers, yeast in the new Pure Pitch Package, powered by Flexel technology, redefines how fresh your yeast can really be. That's because your yeast is cultured, grown, and delivered all in the same Pure Pitch Package. It's never been transferred and never been exposed to the environment. Pure Pitch is powered by White Labs' proprietary Flexel container, which took six years to develop and is designed to be the best home your yeast has ever traveled in. Just cut open a Pure Pitch package and pitch the purest yeast possible. Learn more about Pure Pitch, powered by FlexCell technology, at whitelabs.com. And while you're there, sign up for one of the many great classes White Labs offers, like Yeast Essentials 2.0, coming up August 22nd and 23rd, or any one of their great workshops for brewers, distillers, and vendors. Pure Pitch from White Labs. Six years to develop, refine, and perfect. Two seconds to open. 
Hi, I'm Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store, it's our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact grain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com I'm Jason Harris, and I approve this message. Segmented, demented, fermented, fermented. It's the session. All right, welcome back to the program, and thanks so much for hanging out with us. We're live here from the Hop Grenade in Concord, California, having some nice beer on tap. and um, Oh, and some mead. Will you grab us a, a, a mead of your choosing, please, Moskowitz? I will indeed. It's all in the main fridge there up front, and uh, I think we have three or four different kinds of the uh, Moonlight Meadery here. So oh, wow. uh, we'll get some in a glass here in the studio. And uh, in the meantime, we've got Susan Ruid on the line with us. Hey, Susan, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing all right, and uh, thanks for being on the program with us. I appreciate it. No, I'm honored. I've got you a little bit muffled. Are you just on a laptop there? Yep. Okay, well, that's a little better. Stay close to it, if you would, please. Okay. Yeah, that'll help us out. Now, I know Susan from the uh, AHA Governing Committee. She's been on the committee, well, longer than I have, and so she's been there since I've uh, been on it. And uh, a very nice uh, person who um, I know has been passionate about mead for quite some time, right, Susan? Yeah, I started making mead in, uh, I think, 1996. 96, wow. okay. Wow. Excellent. What? Who Did somebody get you into it, like somebody got me into homebrewing? Yeah, I, my uh, homebrewing buddy, um, him and his wife uh, really liked mead, and I had some of theirs and fell in love with it, and my husband fell in love with the mead, and so we thought we'd, uh, we actually started homebrewing making mead. Oh, Okay. Interesting. See, wow. that would have been such an easier way to start. Oh, for sure. Well, not to make good. I, I still think it takes something to make good mead, but at least like the long day isn't there. Yeah, there's there's not that elongated process. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, so that was you said ninety six, right? Yep. Said, uh, yeah. Uh, but now, um, fast forward to today, and you are about to open a commercial meadery. Is that right? Uh, coming up, slowly but surely. <laughs> All right. Well, take me through that a little bit. Uh, what 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 got you to this point uh, when you know to decide? You know, I think we should do this commercially. Um, I don't know. Just hit me one day that uh, I really wanted to retire from the job I'm at and do something. I can't really retire totally, so right. Do something that would be fun. I thought this would be fun. Um, have some knowledge in it and. Yeah, oh, we can make some money at it. Sure. Well, I hope so too. Uh, tell us a little bit about the space that you're going to put this meter in. Uh, have you found? Do you need like a, an enormous building like Brewers too, or can you do yeah. this a little smaller? Yeah, it's, I think we have about uh, 
probably, I think it's a little over 2,000 square feet, uh, plus a little extra for a tasting room area. Okay. That's that- another, I don't know, four or 500 square feet. Um, so not, it's not too big, but it gives us room to grow. Okay. What kind of equipment is is needed for a commercial meadery? Uh, obviously, you need some you know large fermenters, but but what about just for the for the mixing of the of the honey and, and water and other uh, ingredients? Um, what I'm going with is about a 500 gallon mixing tank, and then another 500 gallon fermenter, um, okay. and then off of that, I have several smaller. I'll use several smaller fermenters. Okay. Well, I'm going to start fermenting my batch and then transfer it into a secondary and add my fruit at that point. That way, fruit or spice or just as traditional, that way I can get several different varieties going with less equipment. That makes sense. Does the mixing tank have to have a, a heat source to, you know, to, to heat anything up, or do you, do you just have kind of a hot liquor tank so that you have warm water going in? I don't understand the, like the kind of mixing process. The heat exchangers, I'm going to use one of those. It, it's heated on uh, ga- uh, I think it's gas, propane, not propane, but natural gas. Okay. Heated. So it kind of basically the water comes through and comes out hot. Comes out hot and 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 sanitized, I assume, because of the heat. It'll be um, probably one seventy five, one eighty degrees okay. going into the tank. Okay, uh, close enough. I mean, should and we're gonna um, use filtered water, so hopefully we'll see. Do you have to do you have to build water at all, like like brewers do? You know, with salts and different things to get it the way you want it. No, I've had no problems. All the meads I've made, I've used deionized water. Okay. Uh, what I'm going to be using is just going to be filtered, so there is going to be more more nutrient or natural minerals in it um, anyway. But, um, no, I've had really good luck just using deionized water. Uh, the honey has enough minerals in it already um, just from the natural way it's made. Um I guess at home I've always chose to use deionized because we have really irony well water. Um, and so then you have to have a uh, water softener. Well, then you have too much salt. So I just choose to bring the, um, the uh, water home with me for more. Okay. That's interesting. I wouldn't have thought that. <laughs> Well, it kind of makes sense you don't have to build it, right? Because when, um, like Tasty, when you build water, it's a lot of times it's to accentuate hops and different things. So you're not, we're talking about different ingredients here entirely, yeah. where you're not looking to bring yeah. out certain characters like that with the water, right? Or, or I guess, I think maybe what she's saying is it's inherent within the honey itself. Because it has all those nutrients right yeah. there in it. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But you're not adding hops, so you don't need to you know, create a water profile that would be conducive to yeah. hop aroma. Anything like that, yeah. And there's no, like, water, you know, like, we go, oh, make sure you do, like, you know, Burton-on-Trent water. Is there, like, a Viking water or something? There's no, like, uh, you know, standard water you're supposed to have, I assume. Three parts blood. <laughs> Historically, it's been really shitty, dirty water, probably. Yeah, right? so, yeah so maybe it's dirtier the better yeah, season, maybe. and it's fine that it has all the ingredients you need? Oh, no. <laughs> I think so. But Hence the filtering, of course. And you are, are essentially, you can have a hopped meat. You can. Yes. So have you done that? 
Um, I have not. I've had some excellent ones. Okay. Um, the one I know of for sure is uh, made by Moonstruck Meadery in Nebraska. Okay. No, no hopped meat. Um, I've had several others too. I just don't write off remember the meaderies. Is um, is the point? I guess to, more for hot flavor and aroma than than bitterness. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's more the flavoring rather than, and I'm sure they're added at the end just as a. Uh, kind of like a hop back. Like a dry hop, even. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense. And on a commercial level, like what form, how has this honey come into you? Is it still in in buckets or giant barrels? You're so confused well, by things. I'll yes. by the barrel. By the barrel. Yeah. It just I, seems I, so difficult to work with is why it, I ask, it, because it, it it's is, so, yeah. you know, thick, and how do you get it out of these things? It's, I think just... Um, they make uh, heat wraps for the barrels. Yeah. So you just put those around the barrel and heat it up and basically ah. out pump it out. Yeah, they do the same thing with uh, uh, liquid extract. Okay. The same thing. But I, I still envision you thinking they're shipping bees in. You're going to squeeze <laughs> the bees. Yeah. Don't you just throw like a swarm of bees in at the end just for good measure? Yeah. I don't know. That's why the bees are disappearing. It's mead makers that are doing it. And, uh, Don't get that rumor started. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, okay. And it just and then you pump it out of, of the barrels like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes more sense to me. I'm, just, I'm picturing this very difficult process. Yeah, because at home, a lot of un, unpasteurized or unfiltered honey, you know, it can be crist- it can be crystallized. Uh, it, yeah. If it gets cold or sits around or whatever, so you have the heat wrap. You turn it up slowly, and you kind of basically melt it all, so you can work with it, or else it's in chunks, it's it's in it's solid. Right at more beer when we were we, we would get uh, drums of honey, fifty gallon drums of honey. Uh, that's what we would have to do, and sometimes it would take days or weeks because you don't want to turn up too hot because then you're you're cooking off a lot of oh. a lot of good stuff. So you want it very slowly. Okay, all right. If you have that problem, yeah. Well, this sounds fun, Susan. I think you guys are going to enjoy doing it. What's the name yeah. of the meadery that you're opening? Uh, it'll be Prairie Rose Meadery. Okay. Um, in Fargo, North Dakota. Okay. And do you have a specialty? Like, is there a recipe that you're known for that you, you know, made you particularly interested in making mead? Um, I, you know, I guess I've made so many different ones. Um, I, I'm going to probably just start out with a traditional mead, uh, a melamel, which will probably be cherry or blackberry. Haven't a hundred percent decided yet. Um, and then a methaglen, which is, I'm leaning towards um, star anise, which is a licorice. Um, mm-hmm. There aren't a lot of other people making that. I also have thought about a ginger, because people really seem to like ginger. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Nobody likes gingers. <laughs> a methaglen is the spice yeah. version, and, yeah. rather, and the, and the yeah. melamel is the fruit version. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just making sure I got that down. And then how is meat, you know, commercially, when, when you distribute meat, does, does anybody put meat in kegs? Um, I have seen a few starting now. Okay. Um, there's a few meaderies that are pegging it up and serving it on tap at locations. Um, not sure how that works, and mead is technically considered to, to the Alcohol Tobacco Trade Bureau is... Um, Considered a wine, okay. So, um, 
I assume that the wherever they're served, they have to have a wine license also. Oops. Not sure how that works. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, not every place. <laughs> not every place. Yeah. Well, if you're ignorant, you can, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but I've also seen it served, you know, like a cider is is uh, served on tap everywhere in all the beer bars. So Right, and that's not considered a beer either, is it? Right. Ciders, they classify cider as totally different, but yet they want to classify mead as a wine. Interesting. Um, hopefully some of that will get changed in the next few years. but yeah, Especially as it becomes more popular now. Oh. Yeah. It's weird. Is that based just on the ABV? Mm, I don't know. It's probably, they, probably based out of nothing. Or lack of knowledge of right. what mead is and and they just originally had no clue where to where to put it so they put it under as an agri- other agricultural wine i see okay and your mead when you open it, will it just be available in bottles not kegs right yeah. initially i'm gonna go just bottles yeah um, I mean, it's an awfully high alcohol beverage to put in kegs, although uh, wineries are starting to do that now a little bit. Yeah. Um, There's starting to be, like, uh, Redstone sells their um, their nectars, which are 7-8% alcohol. Um, those they keg. Okay. It's on tap around in Boulder and Colorado. So um, I think the lower the lower gravity meads, your, your hydromels, really lend towards kegging and serving on tap. Hmm. Okay. Well, what about in your uh, tasting room? Will you be serving uh, kegged uh, mead there? Or are you still, still going to bottle everything and pour it on the bottle? It's entirely possible I'll do a few in the tasting room on, ke- on keg because it's just a little more convenient and you don't have to. Yeah. So all that glass and labor to get, yeah, it'd be great. Definitely. I'm starting to like mead more and more. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. This moonlight, which one did you open for us here, uh, Moscow? This one is the uh, the wild. Okay. Oh, you guys are making me drool. <laughs> <laughs> do you like the moonlight meads too, Susan? I do. Yeah. He makes some excellent meads. He does, right? He does a really nice job with it. And to me, um, it just, I don't know, it's just a little different than a lot of the ones that I've had. Um, and I don't know if that's just that he has a particular skill in it or, or what, but it's just, it, they're always so well done. Well, this one has um, blueberries in it, so would that be considered a melomel then? Yep. Yeah. Okay. He just doesn't call it that. He might. Oh, he calls it mead. They're all meads, and then the melomel is the variety, like right? Or <laughs> the, sub, the, sub, the subcategory. Yeah. It may be that the TTB won't let him use the word melomel on the label. I see. Oh, right. So then, so well, you won't be calling anything melomel then either? No, it will probably be called a blueberry honey wine, I'm guessing is what it says on the label. Right. Yeah, you might be right. I think I remember talking to him about this. There are some weird things like that. Um, Yeah. That might vary state to state. Maybe. Oh, that's a federal. That one's federal. federal I was going to ask, how how has the the state been... uh, um, North Dakota with the uh, with the metery has it been like a, a lot of paperwork and how's it, um, how's it been? Actually, I I haven't had to deal yet with the state too much. They look like look like it's going to be pretty easy in the state. We already have a um, farm winery license set up, so you just apply for the farm winery license, and it looks like it's only going to be a three four week approval period. Nice, don't um, you know? But I'm still I'm. Two months into applying for my federal license and haven't heard the word back from them other than 
uh, approval pending. All right. Uh, it's, oh, it's very slow to get through the federal. I'm sure it is. Oh, jeez. Well, don't worry. Yeah, you know, at least you won't pay too many taxes once you open. <laughs> right. It shouldn't be too bad. Then the city, our city also has a license that's set up exactly for that, uh, which pretty much matches the state license exactly. But they're a little slower to act on new businesses sometimes. So okay. hopefully that'll go through quick, but we'll see. Now, are you doing it on your own property or a commercial space? No, no, we're renting commercial space. Okay. Which is another shocker to me in that to get your federal license, you have to already have a location rented. Right, which is which makes things so difficult and expensive, doesn't it? Don't worry, I'll just pay rent for eight months while you guys approve me. And, and I'm not making any money or any product at the same time. It's, oh, they it's, may disapprove your location. It's really great, isn't it, Susan? Yeah, it, it's a backwards system. <laughs> yeah, literally, it's backwards. You should get the license and then say, okay, now that I'm allowed, I'll go find a space that's suitable. Yeah, why they they can't do that, approve the person, because that's all they're doing right now is a background check on myself and my husband. Right. And that takes, and then they'll, they will come and inspect the location later. So just give the person their license, then they can find a location and, and then they can approve pending the location. Right. It makes sense. Uh, By the way, I failed initially my background check. (laughs) I don't know if I told that story, but I definitely failed. Transamerica had an issue. And you want to be mayor? (laughs) (laughs) They definitely, they were like, we're we're going to throw out your entire license unless you have a good reason for this failure. So, Susan, just make sure you were completely honest about everything. What was the failure? A clean deal. The failure that I had was that I was arrested for DUI. But... uh, I ended up getting the charge reduced, um, and what I was told by my lawyer was that it it actually disappears from my record because of that reduction, that it doesn't stay as what it is. It doesn't stay as long. Cause so, it's when they, not. so when they asked me on the paperwork, have you ever, um, I guess it's been convicted of a felony or something. You mean or, convicted? I forget what it was, the, the specific question, but the answer that I put down was no. And then, of course, and by the way, it's been... I don't know how long it's been. 13 it's years well, I've been or driving you around for about and, uh, eight. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly right. And it happened you know, several years before that. And I was young, and it was a big mistake, and um, uh, I'm not proud of it. And, but anyhow, I said no, and um, they, of course, found it on my record, and they called Scott because he was the main person on the, on the paperwork. And they said, hey, so your, your partner... Is a lying uh, shithead, yeah. <laughs> essentially. And I went, yeah, I know. What is, yeah, this isn't news. What and do for you, luckily, about what they got on the phone. They basically said to Scott, "Listen, uh, normally we we'd throw your whole application out the window right now." And by the way, Susan, uh, uh, us too, of course, because it works the same. We had already rented a space. You know, we we we're in it. We we're signed. We signed a ten year contract on this thing. And he says to us, "Well, we can." I, I should be throwing out your application right now. But we can but negotiate. I'm not going to. I'm going. I want to find out what's going on with your partner. So get him on the phone with me. So I get on the phone, and he says to me, um, "You know, we found this on your record. Um, were you told? Were you instructed by your lawyer to lie on your application?" Hmm. And I was like, 
That sounds good. Um, <laughs> yes. Yes, I no, yes. No. <laughs> no, no. I said yes, and he said okay. It's, it's not- that is the only acceptable answer as to why you would lie on this application. I need you to come down here and sign an affidavit as to what happened and, and why. And it ended up being a very reasonable interaction with our ABC official, and he said, listen, I, I know what happened. Um, I understand that you were told it would fall off your record. Right. Just so you know, in the future... Uh, when it comes to the government, nothing ever is going to fall off your record ever in your entire life. Huh. So just whatever you're told, don't do it again. If you're applying for a job, you go ahead and answer anything they tell you. But when it comes to the government, until you die, <laughs> it's always on your record. He Interesting then, to know. Yeah, he then scheduled That's a visit the from the thought police. If you've ever been for a felony. Sorry, Susan. Say, the question asked if you've ever been for a felony. That wasn't a felony. And it wasn't. That's why I think I'm mistaken about whatever the specific well, question well, was. Yeah. It was maybe just in trouble with it was something even lighter. Like, have you ever been arrested? Maybe it was that. Because other than that, I never, I, you know, well, I hadn't been. Well, but, yeah. he also said, well, you were instructed to lie. No, I was not instructed to lie. He said that it was all okay, and I was telling the truth the whole time. Right. Well, well luck, he, he, I think. He did not tell me to lie. That yes, except I could tell by the way he was asking me the question. You should answer. He that. was trying to do me a solid. Yeah, he he had way. already, I think, figured yeah. out what happened. He had looked through the whole background, and I think he just needed it to be in the paperwork that he knew about it, that there was a reason, and that right. this was a reason that would fly. Uh, and, and it's basically true. I was told by my lawyer that yeah. you can say no to these things. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I had to prove that I finished. Probation and whatever, and we never did get our license, Susan. So you know, that, that's, that's <laughs> yes. luck to you. Because we're, we're off the grid here. So that's my little story. But uh, you're a much uh, more respectable citizen than I am. I'm oh. sure you, you and your husband will be fine. You know, uh, oh, I had a minor in possession, which I actually did the same thing. No, I have no felony, so we'll see. Right, right. Yeah. Come back to haunt me now too. Well, again, you just you know we're just be, be nice and and it it'll be fine. It really, in my experience, as difficult as it was, in the end, there is still room for reason. If you can get face to face with somebody, it's always so much better than just the emails and the paperwork back and forth, you know, and even the telephone. And so with this one, I literally I went down to the office, we got face to face, and everything was able to, to be sorted out. So there is still. Some some reason within the system of conquer. You just have to dig for it. <laughs> and, and just remember that they're always watching you. <laughs> they're always. So and just, they'll never forget. And they never. <laughs> I, and just yeah. like all your stuff on the internet. Yeah, I know. The yeah, code's really good. <laughs> Maybe not that good. Yeah, Susan, I could never run for office, you know. I'm gonna do. So surprised so, I got. I'm surprised I got elected to the AHA. <laughs> it's, it's tough enough. They didn't ask that question. Go ahead, Tasty. Uh, Susan. Uh, so you uh, you said you mentioned you're going to be opening a, a tasting room. Uh, what's the what's the, is there a big uh, mead uh, contingent there? Are you going to have a lot of people coming in, or is it, do you have to build the clientele? You think? Yeah, good question. I don't. I I would guess I'll I'll build a little more of a clientele. Um, it's kind of a niche market, so yeah, there's a fair number of people around town that like going to the craft room. You know, craft tasting room, craft beer tasting rooms, and yeah. there's a few small wine tasting rooms. I, I'm guessing the same people will come in and try the mead, and so you're going to fall in love with it. So, yeah. Um, well, that puts the onus on you to make some really good product that they're going to 
maybe be trying, you know, for the first time. First time they're yeah. sitting down for a mead and uh yeah, good for you. It's all up to you to make you it. You got to rock their world. Yeah. Plan on doing once we get open a few of the um local craft shows and that type of thing just to get the uh, yeah, get get it out there so people are tasting it. Well, it seems to me like initially you could uh just magically have a bunch of mead already made. Uh you know, maybe through a you know home sort of project, uh, while you're making these 500 gallon batches and waiting for them to be ready, you could, you know, greet this small number of people that are going to show up initially with your uh, yeah your magically you know arriving sort of meads. Uh, well, they'd have to be uh, at least a couple months uh, after I get my licensing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Do they really know? I mean, yeah. just if they might think it's like beer, like two weeks later. You do got to be apart. careful. Yeah, you do. Yeah, might want to do some stuff early on, theoretically. Yeah. In your garage. In the garage, yeah. Just, uh, yeah. yeah. Or just give it to them and they could, you know, as long as they're not paying for it. I think maybe it's okay. As long as they're not paying for it. Well, yeah. that. That's a good rule. Just do the little take. And by the way, if our experience is, has anything to show for it, people will be showing up every 12 minutes at your, at your door during construction. So, uh, what are you opening? We love this. We've been there too much during construction yet. We've had, uh, but that's the other thing. Construction is going way slower than I planned on. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That never happens. Uh, <laughs> so... Susan Jamil likes to give me shit about this because he, you know, he told me in the beginning everything's going to take longer than you think, and I said, "No, I, I know, I, I get that." And he yeah. said, "No, really, it's going to take longer." And so I, um, I doubled the amount of time, right? Yeah. And then it it took about triple or quadruple longer. And every time I'm saying what you're saying, he's like, "I told you, I told you." And I said, "No, well, I did account for it. I just didn't think, think it would take quadruple the amount of time." Good thing you didn't quadruple your guess in the beginning. <laughs> Otherwise, it would have taken ten times as long. Yeah, that's rough. Be patient. You know, hang in there. Uh, if it was the only thing that comforted me, Susan, about that is that people we were about six months behind, and people would say, "Oh, six months? <laughs> you guys are doing great." <laughs> Like, they thought that was really good. What a sad state of affairs. You know. So, long process. I had a question come in from the chat room for you. Um, Somebody wants to know if you'll be using local North Dakota honey in your meat. Oh, jeez. Yes, I will. Excellent. Um, Actually, one of the requirements for our farm winery is by five years, 50% of my fermentable has to be from North Dakota products. Oh, really? Interesting. Uh, initially, that's not going to be a problem because North Dakota is one of the um, major honey-producing states in the nation. Look so, at you. Um, finding good lo- the good local wildflower honey here is phenomenal. So that that won't be a problem. And I, I think I'll be up to 50% of my fermentables coming from North Dakota the first year rather than the fifth. Excellent. Well, it's only fitting since, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't North Dakota... One of the most alcohol-consuming states in the country? Uh, I've heard that. (laughs) Such a personal experience? Per capita. You're on below the average? Per capita. Per capita, yes. Yeah, because 12 people drink a lot of... Yeah, yeah, there's a few guys up, you know, upstate messing up the average, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there isn't much else to do here in the winter. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Yeah, we saw the movie. (laughs) <laughs> well, you get, get the old chipper out. Yeah, but you watch the movie. There's plenty to do, apparently. <laughs> <You know. laughs> All right, Susan. Well, I appreciate you being on the show very much to, to speak with us, and I wish you luck uh, with the meter. I can't wait to try some. Yeah, thank you. Ho- hopefully late fall. Late fall. Okay. Oh, so add uh, add a year to that. 
<laughs> and then yeah. no, not a year. You're gonna you're gonna do fine. And um, really, I wish you luck. I can't wait to try it, Susan. Thanks so much. Thank you. All right, there you go. Uh, keep an eye out uh, for Prairie Rose Meadery in Fargo, North Dakota. And uh, Susan's a, a very nice person who will be making some fantastic meat. I'm sure yeah. of it. Um, Good stuff. All right. We're going to take us a quick break. When we come back, uh, we'll do a little bit of uh, feedback. Plus, we got a game to play tonight. And we right. might get some hop grenade uh, uh, patrons to play. We're going to play beer or not beer on the session. Hang Ooh, in there. We'll be right fun. back. You're listening to the Brewcasters, Brewcasters. on the Brewing Network. Adventures in Homebrewing have the knowledge and expertise to craft their own gear and original recipes. Some of the things Homebrewing.org creates and manufactures in-house are the Brutus brew stands and propane burners, the serial killer adjustable two-roller grain mill with seven-pound hopper, custom stainless steel false bottoms designed to fit kegels, coolers, and mini-sized brew pots. And the BN Army receives 10% off their Homebrewing.org orders when they use coupon code AIH10 at checkout. The brewers at Adventures in Homebrewing have designed a huge selection of original recipes for extract and all-grain brewing. Adventures in Homebrewing original recipes are tried and tested, proven to be of the best quality. And right now, Adventures in Homebrewing is shipping 24 of their best recipes for free. Visit homebrewing.org for the most current selection. Once you try one of Adventures in Homebrewing recipes, you'll keep coming back for more. And now, it's even easier with free shipping on these kits. And don't forget to use the current coupon code AIH10. Adventures in Homebrewing at Homebrewing. This is a public service announcement. <laughs> hey, dude, I think there's some... <laughs> What's wrong? You don't look so good. There's, <coughs> there's something wrong with your beer. It's making everyone sick. <laughs> don't let your beer make your loved ones ill. Proper cleaning and sanitation is the key to avoiding puke. On your shoes. But I used an all-in-one. Cleaning and sanitizing cannot be done in a one-step process. No cleaner can sanitize, and no sanitizer can clean. The amazing chemists at Five Star Chemicals have your solution. Clean with BBW and sanitize with Star Sand. Fantastic! Your friends and loved ones will thank you. Five Star products are available at fine homebrew shops near you and online. Put your best beer forward with Five Star Chemicals, your one stop for the cleanest two step solution. Downtown Joe's, where everyone is welcome, especially if you like drinking and tasting beer. Head brewer Colin Kaminsky's favorite beers are the Tantric IPA and the Double Secret Probation IPA. But you'll have loads of others to choose from when you redeem your exclusive Brewing Network savings. Downtown Joe's is the best brewery destination and the hottest night spot in Napa. Colin invites all homebrewers and fans of craft beer to stop by and enjoy the great food and beer. Whether you're in the mood for riverside dining, live music, or just hanging out at the bar to meet a person of the opposite sex or a person of the same sex, Downtown Joe's has exactly what you're looking for. And now just mention the Brewing Network to receive a dollar off your beer at Downtown Joe's. That's right, take a dollar off every one of their great selection of craft beers, including the Lazy Summer Wheat, Golden Thistle Porter, and the Triple Dog Dare You. Come to Downtown Joe's and enjoy the laid-back atmosphere of Napa's best brew pub. Visit downtownjoes.com right now for current beers, the live music schedule, or to drool over their delicious menu items. Downtown Joe's, your neighborhood brew pub where everyone is welcome. 
When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a Certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious. Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. All right, BN Army, it's trivia time. What's the only homebrew shop with over 1,000 recipe kits, $4.99 shipping on orders over 100 bucks, and is also home of the Wolf Shirt? The one and only answer is Austin Homebrew Supply. For over 20 years, they've specialized in creating recipes such as the best-selling Texas Blonde Ale, Apocalypso, Hot Bomb 2.0, and Double Chocolate Stout. And they just recently unveiled their small grain kits that produce one gallon of beer. Visit Austin Homebrew Homebrew.com to browse their extensive catalog of equipment and ingredients. They also have mini clone recipes of your favorite commercial beers. They're the exclusive retailer of Brew Vent Yeast Fuel as well, Yeast Nutrient, and the all-new Bodybuilder. Follow Austin Homebrew Supply on Google Plus to participate in video hangouts on popular brewing topics. So visit AustinHomebrew.com today and make sure you sign up for their weekly email with news and specials. Austin Homebrew Supply, AustinHomebrew.com. You're listening to The Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for hanging out with us. And uh, welcome to the Hop Grenade if you're just coming in. You know, you can always come watch us live on Monday nights down here. You know, if you're in town ever on, on business or fun or whatever, yeah. come down to the Hop Grenade in Concord. It's uh, just a couple blocks away from BART, and we'd love to see your faces out here while we're doing the show. Uh, we've got a great show happening next week, by the way. We've got uh, Roger Davis from Faction Brewing Company is going to come on the program. Ooh, Roger the Dodger. Oh, uh, we can't keep Faction on tap around here. It's such good yes. beer. Uh, as soon as we put it on, right now, Roger holds the record um, for our fastest blown keg. We went through a keg of his summer IPA in less than 24 hours. A full half barrel keg, I'm talking here. Uh, Luckily, we had uh, gotten two of them. So, yeah, uh, Roger's doing great stuff over there, Faction. So that'll be our show next Monday. I encourage you to come down. Uh, It's also part of our grand opening. We're doing a grand opening on Sunday the 3rd. We do a ribbon cutting. We've got some free stuff going on. You can come hang out. We're working on getting you some barbecue here, too. And then uh, on the Monday night, we're going to do a celebration for the show by having Roger Davis in with Faction. We'll make a special night of it, putting some extra Faction beers on tap. Plus, we might still have some of our special beers from the Sunday. And then on Tuesday, there'll be another broadcast happening here uh, from the studios, I do believe. So it's a three-day extravaganza that uh, we're, we're having here at the Hop Grenade. Sounds great. Yeah. Who doesn't like extravaganzas, right? Yeah. All right. I need to let you know uh, real quick about the Siebel Institute of Technology. If you've ever thought about taking a professional-level brewing course, the Siebel Institute has a contest 
for you. On September 26th, the Siebel Institute of Tech will conduct a drawing in which uh, they'll choose three lucky winners to receive fully paid tuition in one of the amazing web-based courses. The top prize will be a paid tuition in their WBA Associate Program in Brewing Technology, giving one lucky student uh, the ability to participate in an advanced-level brewing technical program. There's no charge to enter. All you got to do is make sure you're signed up to receive our Siebel Institute e-newsletter before the September 26th draw date. Uh, Along with a chance to win one of those uh, valuable courses, you'll receive updates about Siebel Institute events, services, and products, including the wide range of workshops, courses, and programs. So to make sure you're registered, just visit the newsletter sign-up page by going to SiebelInstitute.com. Just fill out your email address into the e-newsletter sign-up area. Uh, For questions regarding the contest, contact Keith Lemke, K. Lemke, that's K-L-E-M-C-K-E, at SiebelInstitute.com. And for information about the courses, go to SiebelInstitute.com. Come. It's a great giveaway. Oh, so that's awesome. It's, uh, Is that yeah. the last bit of Bitter American? Uh, Kevin just dropped off uh, the, uh, the last uh, two fingers ah. of Bitter American. I'm going to give it to you. So what Kevin doesn't know, so of course 21st Amendment made uh, Bitter American. I had to work last night. I was closing because Kevin was crying about, oh, I'm so overworked. I never get a day off. It's been like, like 15 straight well, days. Uh, like really ever. What? The man has well, not it, had a day it, off. Well, he, he never sees his wife except she's in here every night. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I got I just, I can't stand it anymore. I'm going to cry if I have to work Public one house. other. Uh, so yeah. I was like, well, listen, if you're going to be a little bit about it. Uh, I'll work. I'll go ahead and close. And um, I made it my personal mission to kick the uh, keg of Bitter American <laughs> while I was working. Because I I'm, I wanted, I, I love the beer for one, so I figured it'd be fun while I was at it. Right. And and two, uh, it's low alcohol, right? Like, it's a session beer. So if, if I gotta work, I mean, I'm responsible. You better work. I'm responsible. Yeah, I'm a responsible bar it. owner. And um, I failed. Uh, JP kicked it for me today instead. Yep, that's what I do. And so uh, I think a new pale ale will be going on tap here in a minute. But um, can it just be bitter American again? It's the best beer. Well, you're pouring the Dale's pale, but it's that's more seven, like an IPA. It's seven percent. Yeah, it's like pale ale, my balls, dude. It's named, yeah, balls. Maybe in the can it's not as. I don't understand what you just did. I removed the buzzing from my left ear. <laughs> yeah, but you just. Unplugged somebody. I unplugged uh, Moskowitz's computer. That's what I thought. It was the only variable in an otherwise unbuzzing uh, mixing board, so I I thought I'd give it a shot, and sure enough, paid off. Just unplugging. It's a buzzer. Random things out of this (laughs) random. Random to you, but see, it's like when you reach over when I'm in the dental chair, and you reach over and grab an instrument without even looking at what it is, and then jam it into my mouth and start drilling something. You know exactly what you're doing. Yeah, well, this is my. Instrument panel. You've got two panels with fifty <laughs> knobs on each one, and you you grab a knob and you twist it maybe an eighth of a turn. <laughs> yeah, and then and then you look, and then you grab another one and turn another eighth of a turn, and then you're good. <laughs> yeah, Doc that's, just doesn't like the two works. inputs not being in something. <laughs> they're just they're flopped on the on the desk, not right. doing anything. It's now it unkempt. Him. Yes, it bothers him. That's all it is. <laughs> Yeah. Cut Why off, do you dog? have these if we're not using them? <laughs> well, we were using them, but it was a fail. Um, Scott has a noisy laptop. 
Which, by the way, often happens with laptops. We have to do a ground lift on his plug. And I, I really like the professionalism that you like, like put all these together. Did you get this tie? Scott also did that because he knows that I would freak out like a douchebag if I saw wires all yeah, over the place. Yeah, but you tied it with that thing you tie your grapes together with at Safeway. I didn't. Scott did. And he did it because that's better than it dangling all over and me yelling for no reason. Two things. Yes. Scott's computer is probably from 1995. Oh, yeah. Please, late 90s. It's as old as his flip phone, if that's what (laughs) you mean. Full-blown dinosaur. And second, I have somebody named Nicholas on line one. He is calling from... I don't remember if he said Switzerland or Sweden. <laughs> One of them, Arctic Arctic. I literally just asked him and, and I forgot. And you don't know the difference anyways. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. <laughs> I go to bed. And what's he calling for? Don't be a dick. Um, you know, I don't know because he's real, real drunk. I think one uh, is the capital of the other one. A drunken Sweden. Is this our yeah. first drunken phone call in the new space? No. Uh, Theo Brew. Yeah. Oh, that's right. pretty drunk. But that's this guy's true. real drunk. Okay, Nicholas. Am I on? Wow. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, you are. You're on, buddy. How are you? Uh, oh, my. Yeah. But uh, well, I was thinking that you, you always like to talk to the girls, but she's snoring in the back here. I don't know. Is he snoring? Who, who's snoring? Is it Sweden? <laughs> where, where are you from? Is it Sweden or Jersey? Sweden. 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 It's in North yeah. Jersey. Yeah, yeah, in the north. In so, what are you telling me that your wife has passed out and we can't talk to her? No, she's not my wife. She's somebody, somebody else's wife. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. I, think, I don't want to get anybody in trouble. I just ask it. It doesn't really matter. It's not that relevant. Come on. I think this is. I think this is uh, the cousin. Of who ate all the pies? <laughs> it could be. It They're sounds definitely a distant pies. relative. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's got the same overseas a distortion the thing. What time is it? Where are you calling from? Sweden? Yeah, it's <laughs> like, uh, yeah, Sweden. It, it's uh, Sydney. After I think. five in the morning, so I don't know. I bet it's still light there. And when did you start drinking? I told you, Sweden. No, no, I, yeah, yeah. I got off work about five, four, or something, and then we started drinking beer. To so the, twelve hours ago, we went to the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what? Uh, what? And then uh, yeah, I had a couple of home roots and had a couple of uh, everything, you know. A couple of everything. And then when I talked to B, when she shut me down, and then I thought, okay, I have to up my game, and then I had some barley wines and. Did you feel yeah. like Bevo shut you down because you weren't drunk enough? Yeah, hey, hey. You, you have to up your game then, right? <laughs> I like your thought process. He's like, listen, if I just drink a little more, they'll take my call. I'm up on the naming. He kept calling and saying, where are we? Where are you in the show now? And I'm like, where are you calling from? <laughs> I don't know anymore. <laughs> what kind of homebrew uh, did you drink? Uh, uh, yeah, I had a uh, wheat beer on top, so. Wheat, wheat or wheat? Wheat. Wheat. Belgian wheat. Okay. All right. Did you drink any Swedish beer tonight? What? Have you drank any Swedish beer tonight? Is there Swedish craft beer? Sure. The Gefelte Fish yeah. Brewing Company. Of course, I made it. It's Swedish. <laughs> See? I crafted it. There you go. I got a collaboration beer over yeah. there. You do. 
Oh, that's right. With Malmo uh, Grub. I know tasted it. You had to get oh, some of it? Did you get some of that? Who's this? <laughs> How did you like it, Nicholas? What? It was what? bullshit. How did you like it? Was it good beer? Yeah, it was great. It was awesome. It was awesome. I've been drinking it for 12 hours. Nice. I was born into it. <laughs> I stopped tasting it six of, six ago. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Nicholas. Then, now when, when Beavers shut me down, then I thought, okay, I had to take something stronger. And then I found this, this uh, sixth glass from the boulevard. Okay. The, uh, quadruple... Whatever you want to call it, yeah. And then, and and then the girl passed out here, just behind me, <laughs> and she did. It. She she wanted me to go to bed with her, and I told her no. <laughs> this is the only time <laughs> when I'm still awake when when the show is on, and <laughs> so I tell her go go to sleep. You, you go to sleep yourself, and I'm gonna say that to listen to the show. And yeah, she yeah. totally passed out. Oh, yeah. Wait, and this is you, the one. You to try to wake her up. Is this the one that's somebody else's wife? Yeah, as far as you know. Do, do you want me to try to wake her up? Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. try. I, 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 I can't promise that she will wake up, but I try and promise she will get <laughs> angry English? and slap okay. me in the face. But okay, that's fine. Just bring the phone with you. We want to hear the process. I, if she doesn't, yeah, if, she doesn't if she I'm, doesn't, I'm, I'm standing here beside her right now. Okay. So I bet you can wake yeah, her up. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to talk in Swedish now to wake her up. Okay, huh? don't hit her or anything. Just yeah. you know, she doesn't wake up. Uh, put all the blood back into her. She doesn't revive quickly. Call nine one one. She's turning her hand down in the pillow again and saying no. Yeah, uh, well, take yeah. your head, off, take again. your hand off her back of her head. Come on. <laughs> yeah, pick up all the syringes and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Before the ambulance comes, make sure you get rid of all the drugs. Yes, yes talk to him. Yes, talk to him. Come on. Hello. Oh, come on. America Don't calling. Be a bitch about it. It's America oh, calling. Oh, all right. Settle down <laughs> over there. Europeans are so rude to their women. Wow. <laughs> No, this is a lady. Uh, obviously, right? I don't think there's hey. even a lady there. Sophia. Uh, Sophia. There's no. Sophia. Yeah. Well, how yeah. Swedish Sophia. is that, Sophia? <laughs> Sophia. Yeah. He's making it up. Well, why do you want to know? How about her? Oh. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, that's no, no, fine. No, no. I think it's everything's fine. Uh, Nicholas, our drunk of the week uh, today, ladies and gentlemen. Congratulations. And, uh, thank you for the phone call. And Happy. thank you for staying up uh, so late to participate in the program. Um, Halfway around the world. Do you have to work today, Nicholas? Below my knees now. Do you have, I don't know. What? Do you have to work today? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a couple of hours. <laughs> <laughs> a couple hours away. Wow. All right, good luck, sir, and thanks for playing. Drink some water. He's a cab driver. <laughs> got to be at work in a couple of hours. I'm a bus driver. <laughs> We're children. I'm the mayor of my cool town. I drive the high-speed train between here and... Uh, Too I soon. I don't know where. Stockholm. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Tasty. Tasty knows my geography skills my are geography. about as bad as my math. <laughs> All right. Well, that was interesting. And, uh, or more than interesting. Drug of the Week is always a, a fun phone call when it happens. Not um, always. Right. Well, and it really happened. <laughs> that really happened. That just happened. All right. Let's do some feedback <laughs> yeah, uh, this feedback. week. Um, Where's it? Who's feedback brought to us by today? 
As long as we get feedback. Beer Law Center. That's right. Feedback's brought to you today by Beer Law, Law Center. Our good friend John <laughs> over at Beer Law Center. He protects my trademark, and he can protect yours, too. He uh, specializes in the craft beer industry because he loves craft beer. Uh, not because we have tons of money or anything, but because he just has a, a special niche uh, for this thing, and uh, he does like us, and he likes craft beer. So check it out, uh, beerlawcenter.com, and John can protect you, too. He'll You're- help you uh, step on the little guy. <sighs> Yes, like us. Or if Justin's still working. Oh, should I not burp now that the show is yeah. aired into the... Uh, well, they're all burping out there. Well, they, they can know if it's them or you. Yeah, okay, but it's, good. Loud. It's, it's louder out there. It's much my burps yes, much louder out there. I didn't feel like... Um, I'm still getting used to the, the two separate to? environments. Yeah. Might have to... I think we might turn off the speakers in future shows. I'm getting close to it already. So they're not listening They're anyway. not listening at all. And I feel like... I don't want to feel like I can't either burp or call people names you know yeah i think or talk about good looking people when they walk by the window like oh, yeah, I, I, I feel like uh, oh, been elbowing yeah. me through the whole show yeah like i feel like i'm i'm centering that part too because i don't want to but peep. you know there was some night there was some talent tonight right no, oh yeah we're looking the yeah. other way yeah well i did that on purpose tasty because if you guys were facing the other way this yeah i'd be me here the whole every show it'd be my phone the window and yeah it'd be yeah one yeah. more distraction. yeah one more exactly so all right, let's do some feedback. Hey, BN folks. Um, Scott writes in, uh, last week there was a pretty hot conversation over on Reddit. What do you mean by hot? Is, it, is that some sort of sexist? <laughs> no, this is the one I was referring to about us, uh, you know, be, yes, basically being called uh, misogynists uh, over on Reddit regarding the Brewing Network. And I was wondering if you could comment on it. The original poster of the topic um, was upset by the mannerisms of the members of the BN staff. Um, uh, you know, including some of our hosts and well-known contributors, um, claiming misogyny and, and bigotry as well. Uh, I'm personally a fan of the show and able to look past the uh, sick jokes, maybe even <laughs> laugh at some while shrugging off others. So I'm not able to condone or condemn with regards to others' thoughts, but the discussion took a very interesting turn towards women in the homebrewing culture. By the way, I... I, I I feel like if you have to look past our jokes, like I don't like that. I, I feel like that it's, he's sort of trying to stick up for us, but by saying I can look past your, mis- you know, the things you say. Yeah, well, I think I'd rather you not listen. <laughs> I think you well, don't get it. It's kind of like true. saying, no, uh, you know, I know you're a douchebag, <laughs> but I'm okay with it. But you know, uh, no, I'm not okay with it because it basically, to me, means that you're agreeing with the posters who think um, that we are either bigots or, or misogynists, and I would defend that we're. We're not pretty much uh, to the death. Like I think it's a ridiculous well, claim. I think if you if you say that we are, if you use those words, you don't know the real definitions of those words. Look yes. them up. I see. You know, not an Urban Dictionary, but actually look them up. Well, he's not saying we no, no, are, I but know. I'm. You know. I know, no, but he was, but, you're, but to your look point, look them up in Urban Dictionary. Not an Urban Dictionary. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> okay. I got an argument with some guy who was quoting an uh, Urban Dictionary definition of oh. a word. I'm like, seriously, dude, that's like citing Wikipedia. Yeah, like if you want to know what a golden shower is, by all means, right? Urban yeah. Dictionary. Sure, or a, a lamb sandwich. But you know, what's a lamb what is, sandwich? <laughs> we talked about it. We we I think Google we, we, we made that up. Or a Greek <laughs> sandwich. I think some weird lunch. I prefer. Lamb sandwich. I think it's maybe That's what gotta, is it on there? Do you think? I, don't know. I think we made it up. Let's see if it's there. Can and you look it up for that, me, Scott? Is that like, like an MLT? But that's what. But that's what you're saying. Like, if you don't, if you have to defend it, or if you go, I can look past it. Well, you don't really understand. You don't understand, it. right? 
Can we just can we respond to this just by going into our sexist jokes right now instead of actually? Yeah, I don't really sure. feel like I have to defend us no, any, well, anymore. Uh, again, I'm like, tired like, of it. Like I said last yeah. week, not one email to feedback. No complaining. N- meanwhile, the whole thread is well. If you guys don't like it, either don't listen or contact them and tell them what you don't like about it. Yeah. But nobody's done it because people just want to complain on the no, internet. No, I don't want them to not listen. I, just, I don't want, you, well, want them to like it. Just <laughs> You prefer them listen and not like. Exactly. I like your attitude. Doc. Well, I'm sorry they don't like it, but if they don't, they just I, don't I'm, listen. And I'm, I'm sorry Maybe. they don't like it, too. And I'm not saying don't listen to it. I'm just yeah. saying... I have to give a uh, presentation at, um, at an event called the Podcast Movement. Mm-hmm. And Is it's it an the, event? It's the... <laughs> I have not been invited to that yet. Um, it's a cool thing. It's the first ever, and it's for podcasters and a lot of the presenters. It's about podcasting, how to help other podcasters. And one of my topics is about not listening to advice, mm. basically. Because we were to- I was told in the beginning that it's ridiculous to do a three-hour program. That I should stop cursing. That uh, we should not. That we should not joke like we do off the air. Because once you're on the air, it's a different thing. And we ignored all of that. Oh no! And did exactly what we felt was right and what was funny. All we our only meter was funny, right. And entertaining, and it worked. And it clearly worked. We're 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 at the top of our game. You didn't do it the first show. I didn't? No, because you, you... I did a four-hour show. No, but show. You, you cut us off, and I'm going, I'm not done. Oh. And you said, no, we got to let... We're supposed to cut it off. You said, we're supposed to cut it off. We, we got to let them want more. Oh, well, that's true. But that was at still at four hours, not well, at a one-hour show. And we weren't yeah. done, and we weren't... Yeah. But after, still. after that, it was like, let's just go back on. There was a couple of shows ago. Let's just go Where back we on. Where we went back, back on. Back on. Yeah. Uh, all right. So anyhow, let, what else? Uh, there are no, he, you can't listen to advice. He, he, yeah, at least I don't. And maybe it was a bad decision, but it seems to be working. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, he says, due to the discussion, it turned towards uh, women in the homebrewing culture. Uh, there aren't a whole lot uh, when compared to the overwhelming amount of men that work or play in the brewing world, and it was extremely alarming to see them post. Uh, every one of them saying something to the tone of "It sucks uh, that I, as a woman, and looked down upon among fellow homebrewers." <laughs> Uh, would you say to women in the home? Uh, would what would you say to women in the homebrewing community uh, who have expressed their concerns regarding uh, partisanship and bigotry among their fellow homebrewers? Stop well, if you want me to address that, I yeah. can do that. That's fine. Uh, Turn the view off. And, and I read the thread. It started about us. Then the entirety of most of it was not about us at all, except for people saying like, "Where is an example of these ridiculous things that you're claiming?" And there, there really weren't any examples given. The examples that were given were kind of what I'm talking about, which are not uh, either bigoted or misogynist. Right. Um, anyhow, um, what would I say to women? Uh, in the, I did notice that there were uh, women chiming in on the thread, not talking about us at all, only talking about homebrewing and feeling like, um, you know, when they, different things like, oh, when I first started going to the homebrew shop, it yeah. was like, oh, uh, what are you here to pick up for your husband? Like those sorts yeah. of comments. They didn't, they felt a bit looked look down upon. And, w- and what I would say is, um, you know, speak up or go to a different um, um, homebrew shop. It is not my experience around the Bay Area and around the National Homebrewers Conference that women are looked down upon or um, looked over for brewing positions. Um, I, I certainly agree that statistically there are an enormous amount more men in, in the brewing industry, but I'm not uh, 
willing or, or really able to speak uh, about why that that is. Uh, it's just sort of kind of how the, the lay of the land is. But things are changing. But I have not seen any direct, um, you know, chauvinism right. in, in, in the industry, and certainly not around um, women in homebrewing in our area, mm-hmm. not in the Brewing Network Club. Um, I, I, I tend to, it's always hard for me to go, well, we have women on staff, so we're sort of proving that it's different, because I don't like to do that. Well, we have a, I have a black friend, so I can't be racist. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to sound like that. Yeah, but-, but Nicole Ernie, for example, is one of my favorite people in the brewing industry, not just because I like her so much as a person, but because she is one of the most knowledgeable about beer and how beer tastes and the real uh, chemical compounds that make up flavor. I love having her here as an expert and i don't care if she's a woman or a man when it comes when it comes to those things i love her because of her expertise when when she's on the show um kim wood uh, right i was getting at the same thing with kim wood who brews circles around so many people we know yeah she's fantastic now i would also go a little farther and say that I believe that there, and I think everybody does, whether they admit it or not, there's a difference between masculinity and, and femininity. And I like having Bevo on the show, not just because Bevo is great, but because she adds a feminine aspect to the program that I cannot add. And uh, I don't think that is uh, misogynist or, or chauvinistic. And so um, I, I think that we're not only encouraging that, that women are equal in our industry, but also understanding that women are different and why wouldn't we want that and to have women around because it's different and because we're not all the same it's like why we want jp around he's the most different person i've ever met on the planet that's right that's a weird association but it's all right <laughs> yeah, it's about the variety <laughs> it's not about just, variety not well, just it, in gender but in, in people right I, I would say a lot of these people complaining about going into the homebrew shop and and saying oh what you know what are you getting for your husband and they get offended um, they've probably never worked in some sort of retail environment where, as a customer service representative, you are you 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 kind of play to what you see every day. Well, I don't think that makes it right. No, it doesn't necessarily make it right, but it doesn't necessarily make it sexist or misogynistic or or homophobe or whatever it's, anything. It's right? Just it a for, it's a forgivable assumption. Yeah, yes, because you know I mean? because you're doing the yeah. same thing. You're interacting with the same people. Yeah, you know, five, six, seven hours. That assumption. A, a, you know, every every hour. Right. And and uh, working at more beer, right. we had that. Uh, you know, I never just assumed. If, if there's a difference between being a, a bad retail person yeah. and being a misogynist, and, I see and, your and point. When a hipster to, comes in, I always put on dashboard confessional, and, and a lot of times they don't appreciate that. <laughs> just I'll just offer some mustache wax, <laughs> and they but, don't appreciate that. No, so. but 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 that there's a difference, and I think people, especially online, just want to bitch about stuff. Yeah. Point in fact, there they have not yet emailed in. Like people have been saying, why don't you tell them about it? Contact this point. They haven't done it. All they want to do is just, they want to be heard. Yeah. And they go, oh, okay, I feel so much better. I feel like I'm doing something. Uh, but they don't talk to the shop. They don't talk to the problem. They just go, oh, well, I'm just, I was, that was so sexist. He just asked me what I want for my boyfriend. <laughs> so speak like, up. Dude, you know, yeah. It's, speak it's like, up. Just more, more to the point, 
look at the other side. Maybe that person just it was a flub. It's nothing has to it's it's nothing mistake. to do yeah. with your giant boobs in his face. It was a mistake. I would even take it a step further and say that it's probably not even happening, or, or at least not to the degree that they describe. It's their perception. Like for example, we have a lot of uh, reviews already about the hop grenade, and ninety nine percent of them are glowing and, and talking about how fantastic the staff is and how well the staff treats the patrons. And then there's one. <laughs> Who is talking about how the staff is, you know, mean and they tr- treated them like they didn't know anything? Now, is that uh, the staff, or yeah. is that how the person is perceiving the world happening to them? I don't know, but who do I got to fire? <laughs> no. Yeah, their perception is nine tenths of the law. Is that how the uh, saying yeah, goes? Yeah, the same. Fine. No, well, of course, so. it's perception. Nobody it's their out opinion. there is less than friendly. It's that one person on Yelp that wants to post it. Right, <laughs> right. Well, so just to maybe sum up this uh, topic for the for the for Scott who who wrote in, um, I, I would really? I would tell Scott. women um, speak up if you if you feel that's happening, and and I bet you that usually the answer is either oh man, you know I'm sorry, I actually didn't mean to say that or yeah. come off that way, and I didn't realize I've done that before where I've said something and someone's called me on it, and I went. Oh, you know, now that you point that out, I didn't realize it sounded like that, but I see your point. Not even- and I didn't meet that wasn't my intent. So I'm going to next time I I deliver that message, I'm going to take your advice and deliver it differently because yeah. I didn't mean f- that's not what wasn't my intent. And so I would say speak up a little bit. And certainly um if you've just had one or 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 two experiences in the homebrewing world that that made you feel uncomfortable as a woman, you know, I don't think you're in the right spot. I, I don't know how to explain that because because I, I haven't seen it happen. So come out to California, maybe. Is that good advice? Yeah, come hang out with us. Uh, nothing unusual here. Definitely. Yeah, I have many more prejudices that I could like yeah. bestow on you. I don't really like horses. <laughs> So, <laughs> especially well, does, the, especially really? the short ones. They're so creepy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the miniature horses. Not not even speak up. Just have a conversation with that person. Right. Well, talk, that's what I mean by speak them. up. Right. I don't mean yell on yeah. Reddit. I mean right. exactly when it happens, go, hey, by the way, I'm the home brewer. It's, this is not for yeah. my husband. Or, and I, fa- I think that was a weird comment that you made to me. Yeah. And I guarantee the person, like you're kind of saying, JP, goes, yeah. You know what? That was habit, and I'm a dick. I didn't mean to do that. Make a joke about it. Everything is fine. It'll be fine. Your beer sucks anyway. (laughs) It's going to be terrible, so don't worry about it. All right. Rich writes in... Oh, I've addressed this already. That the session from six sixteen fourteen won't download. Um, It should be fine. You need to... You might have to... uh, Unsubscribe and resubscribe to the podcast, but it's I fixed All it. Right. It should be good. I tested it myself yesterday, or not yesterday. Last time I addressed this, I mean, which was like a week or two ago. Uh, let's see. Chad writes in. Um, Chad, what's up, my favorite brewing guys and gals? Oh, it's us. I just wanted to write you and thank you for all the beer info uh, from over the years. I live. Li- uh, I've literally listened to ninety five percent of the shows from the session. Brew Strong and the Jamil Show. The information's amazing, and I'm happy to be a private in the BN Army Southwest Michigan Brigade for the past three years. Yay! Thank you for that support. I appreciate that very much. Uh, I've worked the past 10 months in packaging at Michigan's largest brewery. Yay! Um, But that changed changed a month ago. Racist. Uh, I wanted to tell you that I'm officially a professional brewer at Old Mill Brew Pub and Grill in Plainwell, Plainwell, Michigan. Yay! Yeah. Uh, without the information you guys provide on a regular basis, I'm not sure I could have gotten to this point. So thanks for helping me uh, to get my uh, dream job. P.S. Suck at JP. I will. <laughs> I hope I hope that town well is like 
just crusted with bedazzled jewels. It's not plain at all. It's very opposite. Right. Thank you. All right, and let's see. Uh, Matt from Virginia writes in. Um, Matt from Virginia. It's titled, titled uh, Things I Love About the BN. Right. Yay. <clears throat> I, I don't understand number one. Okay. Uh, I forget what it is. One is that you are, parentheses, mostly back. Does does that mean we have big asses, yeah, or that we're or that we're back on the air? Tasty got back. I don't know. Taste, did you just say tasty got back? Yeah, I don't know. What yeah. that There's mean? other people in the world. Clearly, they're talking about tasty and Bevo. If he's saying that they you most, didn't know that? You, you mostly have back. Bevo's got back. So there you go. Uh, number true. two, um, Beardy. Uh, he's been an awesome addition to the crew. He's Beardy. the perfect combination of humor, brewing info, and hairy blindness. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not official, uh, I motion that he be ordained as a brewcaster. Huh? Well, on this one, Matt, I could not agree more. Yeah. I think Beardy's been awesome, yeah. and, and he is a lot of fun. He's because uh, he you can he asks great questions, and then yeah, he's a funny guy. I didn't know he was funny when we invited him on here. I just thought yeah, he was. I funny. thought he'd be fun to make fun of. Right. Didn't we fire him. Turns yeah, out he's. No, Funny. Sully fired him. Oh, that's right. Sully fired him, yeah. From his brewing job, though. Oh, from hair, he fired him from Heretic? No, he fired him from 2 a because he's like, oh, the new 2 a brewer is Beardy. And then he and, fired him. You know, Warren's heart probably skipped a beat for a second. <laughs> I actually, oh. though, I think he fired him from the show, too. No, yeah, oh, I think he fired him from the show. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's not here tonight, so. Well, Beardy, you'll have to go through the rehire process um, <laughs> to come back on the program. Send me your uh, resume. I'll forward it to the yeah. appropriate people. We'll get some more delousing powder. And finally, uh, he likes that Sugar Valley uh, Brewer answers every Twitter game with a comment about Bebo's ass, <laughs> no matter how off-topic or mo- or nonsensical it is. I didn't know that, JP. Do you? You yes. don't read them all. The no, time. I do. Oh, you do? Every time he does it, I read them. Oh, you do? So he doesn't yeah. do it all the time, but nine times out of ten, <laughs> always. Yeah, always, about, always about my butt. Where does Sugar Valley Brewer live? In Sugar Valley, uh, hell. I, I feel like you guys need to meet one day, and I think it's yes. going to be a magical moment for him. Especially when he's got to use my bare pepper spray for the first time. <laughs> yeah, I, re- I really it, think that Sugar Valley is the reference to Bevo. <clears throat> are you? <laughs> That's Sugar he's Valley. talking about the Sugar Valley. Interesting. Doc, why are you such a creeper? I know. Sometimes Doc outdoes himself. Outcreeps himself. Yeah, he outcreeps himself. I meant to say it before, but you know, the more it keeps coming up, it's like, yeah. You look forward to that on a future edition of Bruce Line, is it anyway? (laughs) And then JP put in a a spam of the week, I think, just to fuck with me. Yeah. Is it all in French? I don't know. Try it. Oh, I can't. Oh, I, there's it. no way I can even Just read the vowels. You can use Bing Translator. <laughs> I can't. I'd have no idea how to pronounce any of these. You're great. Just keep going. Oh, yeah, most most of the letters. Send it to send it to blob. Is Blobber in the chat room? He is in the chat room. Yes, uh, he is. Here, yeah, oh yeah, we need that. How about I, uh, JP? Can you email this over to Bevo? Yeah, and then have I can just email it over to Blobber and have him. Uh, Oh, please. Call in. I would love to hear call that. Call in and read it to us. We'll have him do the... Uh, Get him to call or Skype. Do the spell. Call in Skype, and, uh, please. Sing Skype. it to us. Even. Yeah. And, uh, ton, ton. <laughs> great. Flavor's going to sing to us a French... It's probably not even French. <laughs> He's like, I don't know how to read this. It's not French, you idiots. Uh, well, that'll be fine by me. I too. hope that's true. 
Yeah. All right. Well, why don't we do this? Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Um, when we come back, we'll hopefully talk to Blobber and have him read us some uh, spam of the week. But also, we're going to play beer or not beer. So uh, do we have oh, oh, uh, oh. in-studio contestants, Tasty? We have one yep. in-studio contestant. And then we'll take a couple callers to play uh, as well. Sound good? All right. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, beer or not beer, hang in there. It's the session. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Hey, dude, you know what beer this is? Oh, uh, no, all the labels are falling off. Yeah, or the ink is run. Well, if it's the pale ale, you're good, but stay away from the quote-unquote Belgian. Oh, man, this guy needs to get some grog tags. Grog tags are reusable, write-on, wipe-off, commercial-grade bottle labels for your brew. The guys at Grog Tag are homebrewers. They wanted great-looking, sturdy labels for your bottles, buckets, carboys, kegs, and growlers. They also wanted a label that not only looks good, but can be easily removed and reapplied during bottling without that nasty glue residue being left behind. No residue, water-resistant, and ice chest approved. Grog tags stay on in water or an ice chest, and they stay legible. Visit grogtag.com to customize your label or coaster from dozens of different templates for free and see how awesome your bottles can look. Oh, it's that pseudo-Belgian. Yeah, we're getting him some grog tags, dude. Grog tag. At least your beer will look good. Grogtag.com. A few things happened 30 years ago. ARPANET migrated to TCPIP, and the Internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and Bruin brother Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit the store in Dublin, California and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com. First Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st of them. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Sakajit. 
Are you a member of the American Homebrewers Association? Well, you should be. Members of the AHA can focus on brewing beer, and the AHA takes care of the rest. The American Homebrewers Association advocates on behalf of homebrewers like you to legalize the hobby in all 50 states and make sure that beer laws make sense. Plus, there are many great benefits that come with your AHA membership, like AHA member deals that give you awesome deals at bars, restaurants, breweries, and more. Zymergy Magazine and eZymergy for tons of articles, how-tos, easy-to-follow recipes, and news about the hobby you love, and access to the members-only content on homebrewersassociation.org. But the AHA can't do it without your support. Join today so the American Homebrewers Association can keep fighting for your homebrewing rights. Visit homebrewersassociation.org or join now from the homepage of the Brewing Network website. Relax. Don't worry. It's the American Homebrewers Association. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanisha, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we are able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops, at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for hanging out. We got some people in the studio. We got some people outside of the studio. It was a nice Mead Monday. I, I think thought. so too. It was a nice Metal Monday too. JP, don't let no. me forget to play your metal song. Oh, got, why would you? Why would you forget? Some, got some hardcore just because I do. It's terrible. Uh, but uh, I listened to it. I it actually was sent in a couple weeks ago, and I forgot about it. But I was reminded of it, and it's good. And it's perfect for Metal Monday, Metal right. Mead Monday. All right. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. All right, so we're about to play uh, Beer or Not Beer. You guys remember this game. It's where we give you the name of a beer, and all you got to do is tell us if it's actually a name or if we made it up. And what we've done with the rules this time is um, we're just going to keep reading them to you. And the first one to get three correct wins but if you get three strikes before you get three uh, correct you're out we're uh, hanging up on you go to prison forever does that make uh, sense yeah it's like family feud yes it's right is it i don't know i have Can no idea <laughs> yeah there are three strikes in family feud three, you're right you're correct just the three thing it probably makes no sense at all yeah all right so we'll go to the phones first before we go to our in studio and and by the way rima is in the studio with us she's hanging out hello rima is with uh ninkasi brewing company uh we're big fans of ninkasi here and um we she came in just to see the bar and we were like well since you're here we're gonna abuse you a little bit and make you play our game because that's sexist so yeah so rima's hanging out with us uh just a little bit but first uh let's go to zach in madison wisconsin zach what's happening 
Not much. Just drinking beer, listening to DN. All right. I love it. That's exactly what we want you to be doing on a Monday night. And we're going to play Beer or Not Beer. Uh, we're just going to start reading names to you. If you get three strikes before you get three correct, you're out. If you get three correct first, we'll send you a prize. Good enough? Good enough. All right, Zach. Here we go. Scott, what's the first beer? Merlin's Magic Martson. Merlin's Magic Martson. Or Merson. Or Meriton, yeah. Preferably Meriton. Marsden. <laughs> Marsupial. Oh, Marsden. Uh, Merlin's uh, Magic. What do you think? Beer not or beer. not beer? He says. That's correct. Not beer. Okay. Yeah, that one. If somebody did name it that, they would be very poor at naming beers. Don't you think? <laughs> that's that's correct. Uh, hey guys, what if we call this one Merlin's Magic Meriton? I don't feel that is within his character specs. What to if, have brewed a Merton? Okay. I would buy he that. Would probably more <laughs> brew a Gruet or some type of Smellomel. Okay, before you decide, if I roll anywhere between one and twenty-seven on my eighty-seven-sided dice, yeah. we'll call it Merlin's Magic. But if I roll from twenty-eight to eighty-seven, then we'll go with your name, Gruet. Sometimes you have the worst ideas, but I like how you help sort them yes. by going to yes. the dice. It's, my, it's one of my powers. They have realm. They have... Uh, it's a strength of mine. I don't know. I have eight strength points in naming things. Can you pass that code red in the bag of Doritos? I'm kind of running real low. <laughs> yes. All right. What's the next beer name? Belligerent Ass Brown. Huh, that one's oh, tough man. because there are some people out there who are like, this will be good because we'll put ass in it. <laughs> and the TTB might say no, but we'll just do it at our tap room then. I want uh, I want Zach to just uh, throw his answer out there before the peanut gallery weighs oh. in. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Scott's very concerned about the rules. Oh, why not? <laughs> These are just the rules, Justin. He wants to have an uncontested contest. <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Zach? Beer or not beer? Um, yeah, I'll say beer. That is beer. That's from uh, Portnoff Valley, uh, Portnoff Valley Brewing in Idaho. Yeah. See, because if we put ass in it, we're going to get some good press. All right. Uh, just for clarity here, these don't have to be TTP approved. No, I mean, these no, can be no. pub beers. Yes. Yeah. Right. Because yeah, exactly. You can do it at your pub. Uh, okay. With these, with right. the, is that the rule, Tasty? Is that how it goes? Like, it, if it well, doesn't have to have a label and yeah, leave your I mean, pub, you pretty much can name it whatever you want. TTP right. wouldn't like that ass thing at all. They, they had said jackass or something. Right. But it's allowed if it stays in a pub. I think. Yeah. I don't, so. They don't even. You don't have to register those. Beers. Well, clearly that one's real. All right, Zach. So you're one and one. No, no. He got both he got right. Both right. Oh, oh, that's right. Okay, so one more and you get a prize. Yeah. If you want to give him one and one, <laughs> I can do whatever I want. Yeah. We no, Scott's a stickler about the rules tonight. What? Somebody is. All right, go ahead. Spe- uh, Spleen Cleaver Scottish Ale. <laughs> wow. Spleen Cleaver. Is that like, uh, you know, yeah, Beaver Cleaver? <laughs> go, Zach. Beaver Cleaver? Yeah, Beaver uh, Cleaver. N- yeah, not beer. Before you answer, so he says not beer, but before Scott gives the, I feel like this is a quote from Doc in one of our shows. He's always talking about spleens and uh, livers. Spleen cleaver scotch ale sounds like something Doc would have said. Um, all right, what was Zach's answer? He said it was not he a said beer. Not beer. All right, and the answer? That is beer. It's a beer. Yes, from Tommy Knocker in Colorado. Really terrible. Yeah. yeah. Doc, are you friends with Tommy Knocker Brewery? Is that no. how this happened? I'm friends with my spleen, though. 
All right. Two right and one strike. Let's get the next one. BP for my bunghole, Baltic Porter. Uh, no, no, no fucking way. Not beer. See, this one's too obvious, though, that it's not beer, don't you think, JP? Well, because it's tap room, and so you don't. So really it could know. be it's, anything. It's, every guess is a fifty-fifty guess. And I'm thinking Scott picked this because it's too obvious. What would JP so say? I'm saying sure. it's a beer. It because you because uh, sure yeah why not fifty-fifty? Uh, Either you're right or you're wrong. <laughs> That's not what I'm asking. No, I'm just I'm just trying to help you out. That's a life. <laughs> not helping at all. <laughs> life is 50-50. Uh, all right, so he says not a beer. Go ahead, please. Not beer. Zach is a winner. Oh, all You're right, Zach. Go. All right, Zach. Uh, send an email to bevo at thebrewingnetwork.com. Uh, actually, I'll just put you on hold. How about that? We'll put you on hold, and Bevo's going to take down your, your information, and um, we'll get you a prize. Go ahead, Bevo. Uh, in the meantime, Rima, are you ready? I'm ready. You ready to play? Let's do it. All right. You want me to get your boss on the line and uh, <laughs> to encourage you uh, to represent Nikasi properly? I think Jamie's off on the beer camp tour right now. Oh, is that what he's he's busy? He's having a, a time of some. He doesn't give a shit about what you're doing. Party. He knows how to party on a oh, bus. Geez. I'm sure. All right, Moscow. Let's play with Rima. Money shot cream ale. Oh, <laughs> I really hope not. God, <laughs> I hope so. No. Really? There's no, there's no way. But no. No, she's right off on that one. That is beer. That's from Oscar Blues. <laughs> no, really? Oh yes. Serious? That's money a shot. that's a pretty big brewery to be going for money shot that's cream ale. Not packaged, oh, right? That's Lord. not a TTB. Yet. No, no, it must be in the. In Will the, you forget the goddamn the t- TTB <laughs> tasty? <laughs> right. Otherwise, we'd never get to play this game. So, well, that's, so, yeah. so that's true. <laughs> Strike one already. Strike one. Strike one. Uh, beautiful blonde. I'm sorry. Beautiful bimbo blonde. Oh, see, now you're I don't me. know. Now I just going to doubt myself. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Yes. Hang that's... on. I want to chime in on this one. Yeah. Uh, says that, that's her answer. She yeah. says, yeah, it's yeah. a beer. I don't think so. I'm thinking this one in today's day and age, uh, just gets people in too much trouble. I don't think any... It's just somehow, somehow, what was it, on my face, cream ale or something? What uh, was, the was the other money one? shot Thank you. Ale. Somehow yeah. that one is like more acceptable than the beautiful blonde bimbo. Why do you bimbo. assume the money shots what, what, are on the face? What, what, <laughs> really? what do they serve next door? Good question. What's the blonde next door? Ditsy, Ditsy blonde. blonde. Ditsy blonde is next door. That's racist. Um, At least sexist. Well, the Ditsy Bond is named after names the beer, so it's. <laughs> oh, I see. I think it's not a beer. I'm going to go with not just because oh. I, I think it's fun to play along. JP, what do you think? I agree, not a beer. Yeah. Why not? All right. What's the answer? The hosts are correct. Rima is not not there beer. See, it's too offensive. We're allowed to talk about money, money shot, shots, but we're money not allowed shot. to talk about <laughs> but we're not allowed to talk about bimbos. That's right. Uh, it's a weird thing. Anything with a uh, a, a double entendre, right? Yeah. Then yeah. that's okay. Well, yeah. I guess the, the yeah. It, the blonde thing is you, and the money what shot is on about? you. <laughs> is yeah. that the logic? Talk? Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, you got two strikes. <laughs> All right, next one. Two strikes, one more strike, and you're out, Rima. But uh, you still could win. You get three in a row, like right. the Boston Red Sox. I got Sox. a good feeling about this one. Right. Citra Ass Down IPA. Oh, oh, that's awesome. That's a good one. That is so good. I be would be disappointed if somebody did not use that. Agreed. Yeah. And and if if they haven't, someone better after this that's, show, yeah, right? That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Yeah, take that thing. So yes. what are you, you going to say yes? I say I. Citra ass down. That's such a good name. Go it on. is, and it is beer. That's from Against the Grain in Kentucky. I just want to give yeah. them a round. That's a nice beer that's name right there. That's a good and, one. And I'm not a big fan of beer puns, but that's uh, that's just nice. That was good. Yeah. 
All right, we got two strikes and one correct. Next one is not your grandpa's stout. Yes. That sounds familiar. Almost. It does sound familiar. I'm yeah. thinking yes on that one, too. I don't know how I missed Money Shot, though. From Oscar <laughs> <laughs> from, I, seriously, I, I, if what? it were from some random brewery, but yeah. from Oscar Blues. Blink and you'll miss it. Well, well, a, a missed Money Shot is really bad. <laughs> well, it's good for her. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what's this one called again? This one is Not Your Grandpa's Stout. All right. So you're saying yes, Rima? Yeah. I would, I would vote yes, too. No. That is not beer. Really? Three strikes, wow. baby girl. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I suck at this game. Huh. I'm really bad at it, too. Well, Clearly. I would have scored the same way that you did. That would money shot. I don't think money shot would have been a beer name. That's that really I'm still 100%. Familiar. just want to point that out. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Because oh, it's usually not your grandpa. you got to speak up on every one to claim that. Otherwise, you could just be lying. I did. If it's in your head. I did the last one and then this one. Oh, you did? You thought money shot cream in her face? I mean, cream ale. Was a beer? Um, I didn't get. Tasty's like me. We all of a sudden we just automatically assume. You mean bukkake cream ale? (laughs) Oh wait. Hey, is there a bukkake cream ale? (laughs) If not, there should be. You just pronounce it differently. Bukkake. But but it's also kind of redundant, isn't it? Yeah. All right. Let's go to. You got a constellation prize. You got set up. Let's go to Goosehead in Kentucky. Goosehead. Hey, buddy. That How's it going, beer. guys? It's going well. How are you? I'm doing great. Do you know of the Kentucky brewery that we just mentioned? Against the Grain. I do. I'm familiar. Okay. Is that a beer? Let's check. No, it. no. It's the uh, the Citra Ass Down IPA. You had that one? Oh, yeah. I have not had it. Um, nope. I haven't tried that one yet, but it sounds like an awesome one. Well, if you ever <laughs> see him or you go in there, you tell them the Brewing Network thinks they're pretty damn good at the naming Citra beers. Citra Ass Down and have one. Yeah. Yeah, tell them to contact I will the very definitely brewery. do that. All right, let's play with Goosehead. First beer name. Bride of Chucky Whitbeer. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Another good name. What do you think, Goosehead? I'm going with beer. Saying it's beer. That is not beer. Oh, right. you made that up, Moskowitz? I did. Strike one. That's a good one. Are you a fan of I'm the Chucky, of movies? Chucky movies? No, I'm not. No? They're awful. It just came to your mind for, oh, no. for whatever reason? You know. Chucky 3 was the best one. Chucky movies are fucking fantastic. They're awesome. They're all <laughs> the amazing. So They're all amazing. We should have Chucky Tuesdays here at the Hopper Day. Metal Mondays and Chucky Tuesdays. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. That would be we, good. We could all dress up in our... Um, <laughs> their doll, our, their our, murderous our, doll I'll, outfits. I'll bring, the, I'll bring the puppet in. <laughs> uh, all right, next one. See you in Hellas. Good name. What do you think, Goose? Oh, man. I was going to alternate one and then the other, but that one sounds too good. It, it, it has to be a beer, right? I think so. And if not, this is another one of those names that, that should be. Yeah. I'm, I'm going with beer. All right. That is beer. That's from Snake River in Wyoming. Yeah. Okay. Good name. Good name. So what is he? One ball and one strike. Okay. Blither, blithering Idiot Barley Wine. Hmm. It is a good name because it's what happens to most of us yeah. after you know a little bit of barley wine, or a lot, really. Right. Uh, yes. <laughs> I'm feeling yes. not beer. Not beer. I would go not beer too. It's a clever name, but I think not beer. That uh, is beer. That's from Weyerbacher uh, in Pennsylvania. I, 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 I can yeah. see him warning you off of the barley wine. They always give you like. A smaller pour. Mm. It's barley wine. Be careful of that. It was on tap at the. Uh, I think it was on tap at Z's, as a matter of fact. Oh, really? I think so. My favorite place. Oh, like we could remember that. 
Love me some Z's in Grand Rapids, Michigan. <laughs> if you're ever in town, karaoke uh, Tuesday through Thursday, I believe. Right across from the Marriott. Yeah. J-Dub, too. That's my hood nice right there. Stumbling distance That's home. My hood. That's my Grand Rapids hood. Everyone else is going to like some of the best beer bars in the country. We're like, what's up, Z's? Karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> Every night. Carry on. Uh, where's he at? He's at uh, no, two karaoke. strikes and one correct, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, this one is Dr. Morton's Clown Poison Pale Ale. All right, I'm going to give you a lifeline on this one, Goose. You can pick a uh, anybody in the room. We got Bevo, we got JP, we got Rima, we got Tasty, myself, and Doc. Moscow knows the answers. You can't pick him. Uh, if you want to get a second opinion, you can still make your own, but you can get a second opinion from anybody. So give us the name again. Dr. Morton's Clown Poison Pale Ale. What do you think, Goose? I want an opinion from Bevo. All right. Bevo, what do you think? Dr. Morton's Clown Poison Pale Ale. That's too many words. I don't think that's a beer. <laughs> no, really. Dr. Morton's Clown Poison. That's, that's a mouthful. It'd be all wordy and shit. It'd be all wordy and shit. In the if famous it words like, of Kanye it was, West, it'd be all wordy don't and be, shit. Don't be all wordy and shit. Um, <laughs> he said that just, about... He, he actually said that about books pale? once. He did? He said that they... Books be all wordy. Well, because he wrote a book, but he wrote his own kind of book, and his comment was, I wrote my own because books be all wordy and shit. <laughs> and so his it has like two words on every page. So, sidebar, if you ever have any extra time, you should... Uh, YouTube Josh Groban singing Kanye West tweets. Oh, that sounds good. Funniest thing ever. That sounds great. All right, so you're saying not a beer. Uh, what do you think, Goose? I think i got to go with Bevo's recommendation, not a beer. All right, he's got one chance left here. If it's a strike, go ahead, Moskowitz. That is beer. That's from Abbeydale in the UK. That's uh, stupid. Leave it to the Brits to be all wordy Brits and shit. Brits are all wordy and, and shit. stupid. <laughs> all right, Goose. Fun some bitches. Yeah, sorry, brother. Thanks for playing, man. Thanks, man. Later. Sorry. All right. Uh, let's go to Lulu, Lulu Gumshoe from Anaheim, California, I assume. Anaheim. Lulu, what's happening? Hey, guys. Oh, my God! <laughs> All right, you know the rules. Yes, I do. All right, do we take do we take female callers on this show? No, oh, we do sometimes. No. Oh, we do, and then we say terrible things and we become chauvinists. All right, All right. you ready, uh, Lulu? Here's your first one. It is conceived in the backseat barley wine. Hmm. Holy, holy, literal. Yeah, if it just said backstreet barley wine, I might go. Or backseat barley wine, I, I would go with that. But oh, conceived in the oh, backseat uh, barley wine. But it's too random. Uh, sorry, Lulu, you have to answer first. Um. Yeah. I. It's. Yeah, there'd be too many words. <laughs> it's too wordy and shit. Too wordy and shit. Too wordy. She doesn't want yeah, to swear her cats are listening. So you're going to say it's fake? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's you're saying not a beer. Scott sucks at making up names? She's saying it's fake. I'm saying it's too random to be made up. I mean, Scott's clever, but that one's just weird. Like, he doesn't think that way. In the banks. Yes, he does. He does? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Maybe you're uh, right. Thank yeah. you. Uh, <laughs> him and I share the same porn channels. But don't go with my advice, Lulu, because I'm just stabbing yeah. in the dark here. Uh, all right, Lulu says it's fake. She's correct, not beer. 
Oh, wow, Scott, what's wrong with you? That's a weird <laughs> one. <laughs> what were you thinking of when you came up with that? Three guesses in the first two don't count. <laughs> Did you have your pants on when you wrote that one? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it was uh, it was cold in here. Okay. Were you yeah. uh, reflecting back on something? <laughs> He's like, oh, the first time I got drunk on barley. All right. Uh, all right, Lulu, that's one point for you. Uh, let's hear the next one. Desecrated gravesite saves on. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I hope this one's true because I'm super creeped out by you now with two in a row if it is not true, Moskowitz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was so... Yeah. Well, I don't know what he does in his free right, time, like, but I'm like super... That real creepy. We're... <laughs> we're we are we are checking your browsing history after this one Please if don't. this is a fake yeah, beer. We're gonna have you under analysis. <laughs> I'm, I'm, he's out chalking like headstones. You know. Yeah. All right, Why that better be a beer. On, even? Lulu, what do you think? <laughs> just to throw a little little curve into it. You know, it's like it just sounds too cool not to be a beer. You know. I'm gonna say it is a beer. You know, God, I hope you're right. Lulu. I hope you're right too. <laughs> That is not beer. Oh, 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 I knew it. Yeah, you're a creeper. Saison? <laughs> Why would that be a Saison? Desecrated gravesite? So, Scott Moskowitz, when? what is wrong with you? So, Scott, when's the last time you had a good, long sit-down with a therapist? <laughs> last week. I'm going to give you... You did? Because no. I was going to give you Steve's number. <laughs> I, I think they came up for this. You might still need it. You might be in the category of work for free. Maybe you should double up. Yeah. Oh, therapist said, yeah. just let it out. <laughs> yeah. you know, whatever, this is Scott letting it out. Whatever is your outlet. <laughs> totally. let, uh, I know that art is your thing. Right. But somehow, so are words games. are your art. <laughs> Let it out. He, right now, it's sort of squeaking out, barely. <laughs> yeah. I'm afraid for when it bursts. Like a fart in church. <laughs> yes. If I let it out, he might be like, right, reel it in, reel it in. So where's Lulu? Two right, one wrong? Yeah. Um, one and one, isn't she? I think you've done three. She got so. uh, conceived in the back seat. She missed desecrated gravesite. And oh, did she get... I don't know. Where are we here? I think Looks, we've only done two. Okay. I think we did two. She's one and one. She's one and one. She's got one more to get. Great. Yeah. Okay. Okay, pig's ass porter. I got no help on this one, Lulu. You're on your own here. Pig's ass porter. Yeah. Pig, pig's a filthy animal. <laughs> one charming motherfucking pig. You better be. <clears throat> Come on, bacon's good. Oh, man. Yeah, that one's tough. Yeah, what do you think? Um, I, I'm going to say it's a beer. She's saying it's beer. That is beer. That's from Harvest Moon in Montana. All right. One wrong, two right. You get another one right. You're a winner, Lulu. Go winner, ahead. Winner, winner. Feline Urine Single Hop Simcoe IPA. WTF, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least this one has some, like, basis in reality. You know, things that we've talked about on the program. Like urine? Like urine. How do you know it's And me, caddy. Dude? Okay. Lulu, oh. what do you think? Uh... No, I, I don't know. I just think it's too gross to have, like, urine in the title. Right. I don't know. That, me, I don't think so. Yeah, that's not going to sell beer, is it? And cat pee's an off flavor, isn't it? Yeah, but we... we <laughs> not with Simcoe. I like that Bevo was asking. I mean, right, guys? Like, cat pee's bad, <laughs> right? That's bad, right? <laughs> <laughs> but we, we would call it cat piss. We would not call it... It's not an off flavor yeah. so much as an undesirable... Lulu says fake. JP, is this a fake one for you? Yes. Yeah, I, I think so, too. Uh, Go ahead, Moskowitz. That is not beer. Lulu is the winner. Lulu wins! Yeah. 
All right, Lulu, I'm going to put you on hold, give your info to Bevo, and thanks for playing. Okay. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Cheers. Uh, there you go. And that is your game of beer or not beer. I think well done, Moskowitz. You think? <laughs> I mean, it was good radio, but it's left me concerned about your uh, well-being. <laughs> and and uh, your hygienic qualities. And uh, huh? I don't know. Yeah, I know your folks are coming down here next week for the uh, grand opening. We will not be playing this game. We will not be playing this game, but I feel like well, I need to sit and well, talk with your mom for a few minutes and just make sure you're okay. But will we, we be playing? Straight, she's she's straight not going to know. Uh, like, uh, what, what's the... What did Actually, you, what did the Jew say? I th- oh. <laughs> no, you're Yiddish. Yeah, no, no, we can play some. We live could no play that Yiddish. with Marty. Actually, yes. we could definitely play uh, No, you're Yiddish with Marty. That'd be good. I feel like uh, Kim Moskowitz is full of surprises. I think we should get rid of Moscow for a few minutes and have Kim come in and do some radio oh, with God, us. God no, because I think uh, no. you think I need therapy now. <laughs> yeah, I think she'd be fun. She was fun last time she came in. I made you, like, cover your ears or something. Didn't she help us with Adam and Eve or something? Hell no. You're dreaming, baby. <laughs> you made her leave. Oh, yeah. I did. Okay. <laughs> that was probably a good idea. Probably. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for playing, everybody, and uh, we appreciate it very much. Hey, real quick, let me let you know about uh, Beersmith. If you don't know already, you can go to Beersmith.com right now and download your free 21-day trial of the Beersmith Brewing Software. You know, it helps you do all your recipes and maintain your ingredients. Uh, I mean, you you name it, this program does it. I can almost guarantee that uh, if, if if it doesn't do something you need it to do, then you're, you're doing even creepier stuff than Moscow over there. Oh, uh, it does almost everything. But you don't, have to take, game, but you don't have to take our word for it because you get a free 21-day trial anyway. But I also wanted to let you know, I think I let you know last week that John Palmer has done a instructional DVD with Brad over there at Beersmith. And, of course, we love both John Palmer and Brad. So I want to let you know, it's um, you know there aren't too many up-to-date um, how-to-brew DVDs, And right. it's kind of like a basic, like, get you through brewing um, DVD. It's an update to the uh, How to Brew book, if you will, but in a short DVD form. So you can purchase it now on Amazon Prime. Uh, you can go to Beersmith.com and just click the DVD button and find out how. Uh, Amazon Instant Video. Um, you can rent or buy online from Vimeo On Demand. So there's all kinds of ways to get it. So if you're looking uh, for a way to help a friend learn to brew, I think this is probably a, a pretty good way to do it. And uh, the DVD is called How to Brew with Malt Extract. So it'll get you started right away with uh, two great guys, one of them being just such an expert on on brewing, John Palmer. Mm. Beersmith.com. All right. Is our work here done today, pretty much? Yes. Yeah. Oh, Twitter game. We got Twitter game. Okay, good. Tweet. What was our Twitter game today? Uh, It was describe the new BN... Um, beer category for the BJCP. Ah, yes. If we were to have a uh, beer category, what would we do? I like this topic. I think the BN should have a beer category. I agree. You're going to need to give me a couple seconds while my document loads. My laptop just died. It's not too late to get a new category in, I think. It's sort of like the preliminaries are out, right? Oh, we can still get in on this? I think we can still get this in. So if we got some real submissions that weren't just like Bevo's big-ass brown, for example. Are you serious? Wait a minute. Are you spoiling it? Are you fucking spoiling my game? Oh, is that? That one was too obvious anyway. Right. Uh, by the way, we have Blobber. How about we do Blobber we'll do while blobber. you're on the line there? Well, actually, I'm ready, but uh, you can do Blobber. I think Blobber has videoed Skyped me, not just normal Skype. So I'm sorry, folks at home. I get to actually look at the young man. Well, I'm not complaining. I don't want to see Do you know how old Blobber is? No. Guess. Hi, Blobber. Hi. How old are you, Blobs? No, you have to guess. 
Uh, all right, I'll guess. Um, yeah, guess how old he is. 46. No, Ooh. but really do it, though. Let's see. <laughs> He's, the video is fantastic. Flopper is the most amazing looking person. <laughs> um, and he's, he's dancing wildly. I think Blobber is 47. What? No, no you don't. No, you don't. Be, be honest. All right, he's... Be real. 36. Really? I think 36. That's how uh, old you are, and I are. I'm, I think I'm 37 now. Am I 36? Wow, that's depressing. I think depressing. you're 36. <laughs> I think I'm almost 37. I think we're the same age, but you're older than me by like a month or two. Uh, September, so I'm almost... Okay. Blobber, how old are you? You're close. I'm 35. Are you 35? Then what's the big deal? Well, because I didn't think you would actually guess it. Oh, did you yeah. think I would go younger, like he was real young? Yeah. Or no, real? older. Oh. I thought you would go older for some oh, reason. Oh. He <laughs> told me I was, I was blown away. Oh. No, I'm, I, I'm, I'm older than him. And oh, he has I see like a giant mean. family and lives underground. He does live underground. <laughs> yeah. He moves hob- mountains. In a hobbit house. And I moved gas. Uh, Blobber, did you get the feedback email that we sent you? Yes, I think you should respond to this. I think it's legit, and I think it's going to make you a billionaire. Oh, this is a good spam. <laughs> Don't respond, Blobber. That's mine. Uh, are you prepared to either read it or sing it in French uh, for us? And then, you, of course, you'll have to give us a general translation. Uh, you want to hear it in French? It's going to be very long. And okay, I'll sing it. How about a, yeah? Give us <laughs> yeah, because that's not going to be longer. Don't twist his okay. arm or anything. Give us just yeah. a little bit of it in French song, please. Yeah. Okay, I'll just start right in the middle of it. Okay. A pasque dans des réseaux de sécurité, placé sous mes affaires quotidiennes. Je veux toute votre communication de passer par mon cousin. The grammar is terrible. Wait, so spam emails in French are the same as spam emails in English, and the grammar is terrible? Oh, worse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. Legit. It's legit. I think you're going to... This is a winner. Blobber, your French makes me feel like I can speak French. Exactly. It's not as, it's not as sexy as the French yeah, I've heard. Yeah. made up French sounded better than Trust Blobber's me, I go to France, I don't understand what they're saying either. Is that right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so what is the gist? France? What is the gist of the of the uh, pitch? Uh, dearly beloved, my name is Pascaline Bongo and Frey, the daughter of ancient president Omar Bongo. Ancient Nigerian, the bank. The word ancient and president don't. Go okay. More confirmation. Please Google, and you will know more about me. Oh, of course. <laughs> the reason of trust I have lost in the organizations of my country. Including my own husband, Paul Tugui. I have inherited $550 billion. Wow! This is a good spam. Of course it's investment is. in this country, in your country specifically. I have obtained contact through search of person. Oh. And uh, I have attained by this, by this uh, way. I will give you detail when you answer. Just because, one detail. Uh, <laughs> network of security placed on my belongings and my affairs. I must communicate through my cousin. I hope sincerely we will. Je ne peux pas visiter l'ambassade. Oh, I. Oh, yeah. Visit your co- Communicate through my cousin. I hope certainly. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I hope your cousin's hot. I cannot visit am, am, uh, embassy. Reasons of natures of my work. This is why I contact you. Great. I will be happy. I'm a spy. <laughs> yeah. To receive funds, keep in security. I assure you, something good will happen of this for you. Of course. Do you know how many hop grenades we could build with $500 billion? Well, and even if it's just 10% true, I mean, <laughs> then there's still plenty of cash. Right. $5 billion would be plenty. Uh, Blobber, I feel like you should respond to this one for us. 
Uh, the best part is you're going to meet face to face his cousin oh. in the safe of a bank in either one or two countries: Madrid, Spain, Turkey, and Seoul. Oh, I'm going to go with Turkey. I feel like that one's safer right yeah. now. It, You're going to meet in the ba- in the Turkey? vault of a bank, but only one's going to come out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that whatever the address is, it is neither a vault or a bank. Yeah. Why does it say shantytown in parentheses? I don't know. Yeah. Fucking do it. Yeah. It's like a little zip up. It's a zipped bag. That's where I'm meeting over my head. $550 guys. I think it's worth a shot, don't you, Bob? You know yeah. what? You know, so, even if it's a small part of that $550 billion, that's the Moskowitz logic, absolutely. It's worth it. Uh, all right, Bob, what do you think? Should we go for it? I mean, you're the expert here, so we will we'll go by your advice. There you see her sitting there across the way. She don't got a lot to say, but there's something about her. <laughs> You don't know why you're dying to try. You want to kiss the girl. You're such a terrible person. <laughs> yes, you yeah. All right, Bob. Name that movie. I've, I have no Lots idea. Well, she wants you to. There's Aladdin? Only one way to ask her. Little Mermaid. The Little Mermaid. Don't take a word. Why would, we be, why would, we, why would anybody in this room but you be able to name that movie? If I knew, I wouldn't admit it. She's in a different room. Can we play the Twitter game now? Blobber clap, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. Thanks, Bob. Later. I think he said something about Asgard in there. I don't know. He said ass. I have no idea what that means. All right. How are we on the Twitter game? Well, we're good, but I kind of fucked it all up, so hang on just a second. <laughs> just, there we go, I got it! I got it! Unfuck it up. Alright, so Kevin the Drake writes, uh, the new BN beer style should be called Meiselbach. Oh, that's good. Like Pretty good. That. Craig Keller says, uh, roasty mountain douchebach. Kind of a German thing going on. Not John bad. Indish writes, uh, shitty homebrew. Which I personally, I think that's my favorite. <laughs> that, that does need a new column all the time. <laughs> uh, John Foster, our good friend John Foster, says, Conquered Imperial Session. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. bad. Um, that isn't bad, actually. Hive Mind Mead says, Oak-Aged Fermented Dumpster Cheese. Oh. Yeah, I don't even know. Uh, mm. Casey Price says, uh, Brian Hunt style, do what you feel, styles don't matter. So I think he's advocating just blowing up the BJCP. Okay. Uh, Brian Chapin says, uh, low in calories to help Bevo get rid of her mom jeans. <laughs> oh, God, look at her face. <laughs> low in alcohol to further prevent any drug in the <laughs> That's the winner, I think. Bevo, stand up. Are you wearing mom no, jeans? I'm not wearing mom jeans. Today? Do you have mom jeans on today? On those okay. My belly button is here. Where? I can't see, but there's a mon... Okay. Yeah. All right, yeah, those aren't mom jeans today. You did sure, all right. Sure they are. <laughs> did you fold down the stretchy pants? <laughs> I was thinking jeans as in... I'm going to come out of this G-E-N-E. booth and I'm going to cut you. <laughs> all right. That's it. Well, that one... Those are the best ones. What was the first one again? Uh, uh, Meiselbach. Meiselbach, yeah. Well, it's between Meiselbach and mom jeans. <laughs> Meiselbach a lot. <laughs> Me too. That one's good. Uh, are we good with Meiselbach, everybody? Yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah. Meiselbach, you're our winner today. Send Bevo an email, bevo at thebrewingnetwork.com. That's B-E-E-V-O at thebrewingnetwork.com. You're lucky you won, because if mom jeans is one, I would have never responded <laughs> to the email. <laughs> yeah. So we knew that. So, uh, the hardcore song. 
Oh, yeah. All right. It was sent in by our friend uh, Brandon Zetties, and it's about JP beating cancer. <laughs> and it's called... Because I did a lot, right? It's actually, it's, it's really good. It's called Fuck Cancer. Oh. And it's Metal Monday. Okay. It's definitely a metal song. All right. So if you don't like metal, tune out now. Right. Actually, I would say, even if you don't like metal, I think you might like this song. Hey, just tune in and shut yeah. the fuck up. Should I read you the lyrics before or after in case you no, can't no, understand to, Screamo? We need to guess We need to Guess, guess the lyrics? The lyrics? Sure. All right. Then I'm going to play you uh, JP. Oh, it's actually called JP Made Cancer His Bitch. Oh. That's what it's called. <laughs> That's All a right. good name. Here we go. Yeah. Is that sad that I can understand what he's saying? Yeah. <laughs> I'm cranking it up in my headphones, even. I love it. Got a breakdown. Yeah. Why wouldn't it? This is when the pit kind of calms down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I mean, did a song ever get written, a hardcore <laughs> song, ever about a man who loves to pet his cats? Probably. <laughs> but not this hard. And Disneyland. And Disneyland. And Fastback. It's hardcore. I'm not going to lie, I want this. Yeah. No more neck tubes, bro. No more neck tubes, bro. None. None more. Come on, that's good, right? That's good, yeah, of course it's great. I feel like if you were dying of cancer still, yeah. and we played that song for you, yeah. you would kick cancer's ass. I would. It would It would liven you up. I would kick myself in the throat. I was just going to say, you would kick yourself in the neck. <laughs> yeah. Brandon Zetti sent that in for you. I think that's... He needs a hardcore... He needs a metal name. He needs a nom de plume. Yeah. He can't just be Brandon Zetti. That's not very metal. I think you're right. We're going to have to come up with a a band name for him. Maybe that's next week's uh, Twitter game. The Grinder. The the Grinder. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's his porn name. I don't know. Uh, My favorite part is um, No More Neck Tubes, Bro. (laughs) No More Neck Tubes, Bro. And also, um, when JP goes to Disneyland, he doesn't wait in line. He's he got the fast pass. pass. <laughs> I mean, that's such. 
and he does it in such a hardcore way. I'm like, yeah, yeah, he does. Fucking fast pass. Yeah, it's all metal. They don't even take it from me. Oh, it's ridiculously awesome. All right, and that's uh, our show for today, except to let you know about our uh, wonderful sponsor over at Adam and Eve. You can go to adamandeve.com right now and use coupon code BNARMY. That's B-N-A-R-M-Y. And if you do so, you'll get 50% off just about any one item. You'll get uh, free shipping, and you'll get uh, uh, three adult DVDs. Um, And there's a lot of categories uh, for the DVDs, um, such as... Bevo, you turned yourself off. Idiot. Why is your microphone dead all of a sudden? Did you push a little box right there? Just yell really loud. There you go. Celebrity? Celebrity. Oh, that one hasn't been named yet. She yelled celebrity. That is a category, isn't it? Is that one like where they're like like celebrity sex tapes? Like the ones that are... Why is everybody off? Oh, because I turned everybody off. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I forget to use my microphone, and you yell at me all the time. You turn down the whole yeah. board. Well, it was for the song. I so thought you just froze like a statue. Just Celebrity. Okay. Also, yeah. um, if you're into Fifty Shades of Grey, apparently there's a whole entire, the official collection of Fifty Shades of Grey available on, on adamandeve.com. So if you like kinky crap, that's your place. I think that's all we need to know. Unless, Rima, you want to give us category? Money shots. Money shots. <laughs> it's a whole DVD of just money what? shots. Notice to the other. It's not a girl. It's not singular. <laughs> plural. It money okay. shots. Oh, yes. Better be multiple. <laughs> if you, if you're gonna do it, oh, man. you're not gonna sit there for like an hour watching one money shot. All right, go to adamandeve.com right now. Use coupon code BNARMY. Get all that plus a free gift, and uh, they're really good to us. So go be good to them, and and then you can be good to somebody with the gifts that you get. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe be good to yourself. You deserve it. <laughs> you You'd be do, good. You do deserve it. AdamandEve.com. Don't forget, they have the iPad flashlight now. <laughs> POV, <Yeah>. girl. <laughs> Get your iPad on, so girl. I'm waiting to do that ad one night here at the at the Grenade. And I mentioned the iPad flashlight, and someone out there goes, oh, yeah, no, it's cool. You want to borrow mine? Because I got, a, <laughs> I got the I whole got library. It. Dude, I'll zip it to you. Got it all. All right, now I think we're done, right? Yes. yes. Okay, done. let me announce once again, and I'm sure JP will do it, but we want to hammer it home. Don't forget that we're having our grand opening celebration uh, next Sunday. That's August uh, 3rd. And um, and then on Monday, we got our, our next show. We got Faction Brewing Company coming in here. We got Roger coming in. Now, we talked to Roger before they open, but a lot has happened, and especially in terms of making amazing beer. So I think it's going to be a good show, and you should come out to the Grenade to see it if, you, if you're in the, in the state, if you're in the country. We're totally not done here. We got a lot more to go. Uh, we do? Nah, I'm just doing a... What, doing, doing a thing? I'm doing a Roger thing. So, uh, <laughs> uh, can we sign Roger's ass? I bet he's willing to bring out the ass again, If since we're bringing you know, it back into the show. It's going to have to happen. I think it's Claudia that doesn't want it, us to do that. She never out. does. Yeah. I, we have it. He's he's really put a tight lid on the ass for quite some <laughs> time now. Hey, well, there was an ass episode. At, did you there like, was? No, I, I well, left that. We'll get in to talk about it on the on the show next week. There was an ass episode. He, he was chasing some seagulls out there in the parking lot with his ass. Uh, huh. Well, his, you know, he's, he has a, he has a, doesn't have much of a waist, and his <laughs> pants fell down and he and it tripped him. Oh, no. oh. and uh, it was like yeah, ass and elbows. Oh, but he'll tell you, give you the details next week. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Yeah. Please tell me somebody recorded it. Right? No, but Roger. Will, uh, he tells a pretty good story. The hell are we paying Kim Shimke for? She can't even get uh, video well, of Roger's yeah. pants falling down. This is much later. Everybody left. I see. I'm still going to have a talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
All right, let's get out of here, and we'll see you next week. Are we good, JP? Yep. All right, thanks, everybody. It's a great show. Thanks for coming out to the Hop Grenade, and we'll be back next Monday at 6. Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. Thanks to Susan Root and Kurt Stock for coming on and talking mead with us tonight. It's the grand opening of the Hop Grenade. Come out this August 3rd and help us celebrate. Follow JP on Twitter at Major Dip to learn all the things you never wanted to know. For some good beer insight and homebrew info, follow Nate Smith at Nathan Homebrews and Mike McDowell at Tasty McD. Warren wasn't even here today, so that was cool. Production director on the session has been Push Eject. Today's show has been produced by Scott Moskowitz. JP was drinking mead. Bebo was drinking mead. And your host was Justin Crossley. Be sure to find the Brew Network on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Sky and winning the race, JP does great.